We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. They're deliberately trying to turn women against men. They have to divide the peasants. That's the only way the elites can retain control. They turn the blacks against the whites, the Democrats against the Republicans, the women against the men. It's all a psyop, and they do it purposefully. Listen, a revolution is nothing more than men standing in one place and saying this shit has to change. The reason there's no revolution, despite the absolute tyranny we experience here in the Western world, is because most men aren't allowed out out the house because their wife will get mad at them. You have to be home at 10 o'clock. Come home. You're not allowed out. You're not going to feel like a king or feel brave enough to go and rebel against a new world order if you don't even feel in charge of your own house. If you're not a king in your own house, then how are you a king anywhere else, right? And and the law is set up in the way in the Western world where men have absolutely zero power. Most men are are clinically depressed, working jobs they hate in sexless marriages, and they know they can't leave because they lose the house and they lose the kids and they lose everything else. So they don't have time to be concerned with anything that's actually happening in the world. They keep us divided and distracted. Oh boy, how's it going, my fellow Americans? I'm back, briefly. Welcome to another brand new episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I am your host, Andrew, for America and people. That was Mr. Andrew Tate talking to Mr. Tom Segura, comedian. And his wife, I forget her name, but she is hilarious. And she seems to be a woman that gets it, quote unquote. Not too many of those women walking around this country anymore. (laughs) Women that get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to play this clip for you again. Because Andrew Tate in this short little clip sums up so much of what I've been trying to get through your heads, my fellow Americans, for like, I don't know, last four, five, I don't know, 175 episodes. (laughs) Take a listen once again. They're deliberately trying to turn women against men. They have to divide the peasants. That's the only way the elites can retain control. They turn the blacks against the whites, the Democrats against the Republicans, the women Mm -hmm. against the men. Mm -hmm. It's all a psyop, and Mm -hmm. they do it purposefully. Mm -hmm. Listen, a revolution is nothing more than men standing in one place and saying this shit has to change. What was that? The reason there's no revolution, despite the absolute tyranny we experience here in the Western world, is because most men aren't allowed out out the house because their wife will get mad at them. You have to be home at 10 o'clock. Come home. Yeah. You're not allowed out. You're not going to feel like a king or feel brave enough to go and re- rebel against a new world order if you don't even feel in charge of your own house. That's their If you're not a king in your that. own house, then how are you a king anywhere else, right? And, and <laughs> the law is set up in the way in the Western world where men have absolutely zero power. Yep. Most men are, are clinically depressed, working jobs they hate for in sexless marriages, and they know they can't leave because they lose the house and they lose the kids and they lose everything else. So they don't have t- time to be concerned with anything that's actually happening in the world. They keep mm-hmm. us divided and distracted. 
people, that is such a good point. And you men, okay, gentlemen, let's sit down. Ladies, if you could, just leave the room for a minute, okay? What I'm about to say is just for the men, all right? Men, if you're not a king, the king, in your own household, what the fuck are you doing with your life? If you're the type of guy that lets your woman walk all over you, she doesn't respect you. The reason why she walks all over you is because you allow her to. And in and of itself, that one little tiny action on your part has destroyed your woman's respect for you. You might not know it or see it because she's not going to tell you that. She's just going to play accordingly. You're going to give her, you're going to show her the cards you're holding, and then she's going to play her hand, already knowing what you got in your hand. And gentlemen, I can speak on this because I used to be you. I used to be the man with the Disney fairy tale story in his head about getting married and proposing and being chivalrous and having your woman think that you're the most amazing thing that ever happened and and you're her king and she's your queen and you're going to protect her, you're going to provide for her, you're going to go to battle for her, right? And what Andrew Tate is saying in this is that until you realize that, gentlemen, how are you going to think and theorize and philosophize about any greater goals, any greater good, fighting the good fight. How are you even in a position to fight the good fight if you're not even a king in your own home? Gentlemen, it's time to take your balls out of your wives' and girlfriends' purses. And you know why? my fellow Americans, because the world is coming to an end, it seems. And the only reason why I know that is because the predictive programming media is starting to show us TV shows and movies telling us that that's what's going to happen in the future. It's been going on for a long time. We're about to head into 2024, and now they're ramping it up right now. Leave the world behind. It's a great EDM track. Leave this world behind. Leave the world behind, yeah. I love that song. But guess what? The Obamas, (laughs) of all people, just put their names on, had a lot to say about, produced, allegedly. This new Netflix show, everyone's talking about it. Uh, Ryan Dean, in this episode, I'm about to play for you guys uh, the last installment of The Great Deception, Matt's and Ryan Dean's uh, community uh, weekly get-together, the Monday Night Master Debaters show. I was just on that show uh, during my little hiatus that I'm on. I'm still on hiatus right now. But we talk about this Leave the World Behind movie. Since we've recorded this, I've seen a lot of people uh, circling the ball, B-A-A-L, right? Moloch and ball worship, devil worship, allegedly. 
that's in this title, the way that they lined up these things. There's pictures going around social media of Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts and everyone involved in the movie given the one eye symbol and um, I think Kevin Bacon's in there putting his hand in his lapel jacket like the um, hidden hand of the second veil or whatever, the Freemasonic hand gestures, right? You don't think all these actors aren't in the big club, people? <laughs> uh, you think I'm a crazy conspiracy theorist? Well, they're putting it right in your fucking face, my fellow Americans. If you're not the one looking and seeing it because you choose to remain an ignorant buffoon with his balls in his wife or girlfriend's purse, then that's on you. That ain't anybody's fault but your own. Remember? Whose fault is it? I asked you and told you in the American episode. Whose fault is it, my fellow Americans? Why are we in the position that we are in as a nation right now? You know why? Because of you. It's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. It's your fucking fault. Gentlemen, this country will soon be conquered. And it's your fucking fault. And Andrew Tate just got done saying right here, the only reason why no one's going to rise up in the West and fight the new world order that is upon us, it's coming. The reason why is because you're not even a king in your own home. And all it takes, all it takes, my fellow Americans, is for good men to stand up and say enough of this bullshit. And if we have to tar and feather you in the public square, if we have to strip you naked and chase you down city streets, if we have to eliminate you from this fucking planet, if need be, then so fucking be it. A harmless man is not a good man. Jordan Peterson once said, a good man is a man that is capable of savagery. But has it under, here it is, voluntary control. A good man is a man that is a big teddy bear and takes care of you and loves you and supports you, provides for you, protects you. And the way he protects you is that when the time comes, when push comes to shove, he takes the nice guy, big teddy bear mask off. And the wolf comes out. That's a good man. And I implore you men, I am on my knees begging and pleading with you men. Because you're not all good men, so I'm not going to give you that distinction. But I'm going to plead with all of you men out there. At what point are you going to stand up and say, we are fucking done putting up with this status quo? We are done with the zeitgeist spirit of the times that we are living in here in the 21st century. What's it gonna take?
what's it going to take? Is it already too late? Is the feminization of men already complete? Is the ideological subversion nearing its completion? And when will the situation be normalized here in the United States if it's not already? And when that day comes, not if, when that day comes, don't be surprised when countless Hezbollah and Chinese sleeper cells start creating violence in your streets. Your streets. It's okay when our military industrial complex goes all over the world and destroys other people's livelihoods, lives, countries, right? And we celebrate the heroes so that we don't have to do it here in the States, right? <laughs> well, guess what? What if that is going to change soon? What if they are planning violence in American streets? Maybe it's time. Maybe the whole world and maybe the spiritual realm and the gods and maybe the universe in its entirety is telling us it's time. It's time for your country, your beloved America, to go the way of the buffalo. And the reason why is because you have displayed that you can't do it or you won't do it. You can't get better. You can't get smarter. You can't become more aware, more connected, more cooperative, more pragmatic. You can't do it. Maybe you're a failed species. And maybe we need a new great flood to wipe the slate clean and start anew. Something has to die so that something can be reborn. The phoenix rising. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the just moral thing to do is to get rid of the sick, twisted, pathetic cesspool of hedonism, debauchery, and unaccountability, undisciplined, unprincipled human beings that we Americans have become. It sucks to hear it, doesn't it? It sucks to hear it when someone just comes out and tells you the truth about this world. I want you guys to take a listen. You think I'm lying about this predictive programming? Okay, we got the Leave the World Behind movie out there that the Obamas apparently funded, produced, whatever. Pretty scary end of days kind of stuff. Very possible outcomes are portrayed where it is fantasy and reality split. Is there a fine line or is that line becoming quite blurred? And is blurring that line the point? Maybe blurring that line between fantasy and reality is the goal and has been the goal of these occult magicians since the dawn of time. Who knows? But there's another new movie trailer I just saw 
and uh, this isn't a video show, but I, I really wish I could show this to you guys right now. I wanted to record just audio today because it's much easier. And part of the reason why I'm on hi hiatus right now is because I'm looking at the OBS software that Sam Winchester is using. I'm considering transferring my show and doing all video so I can do clips and show you guys. But we're just going to listen today. Uh, but, and it's okay because this clip, the audio pretty much gives you <laughs> gives you the gist of it. And in this interview that we're about to do, the Monday Night Master Debater Show, um, we kind of talk about about this similar stuff, about they're telling us with their media what their plans are. People, take a listen to this. States have seceded. The United States Army ramps up activity. The White House issued warnings to the Western forces as well as the Florida Alliance. The three-term president assures the uprising will be dealt with swiftly. Let me know if you want to try anything on. I guess aware there's like a pretty huge civil war going on all across America. We just try to stay out with what we see on the news. Seems like it's for the best. Citizens of America, the so-called Western forces of Texas and California have suffered a very great defeat at the hands of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to D.C. today. You need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody. Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's some kind of misunderstanding here. What? Well, you're American, okay? Okay. What kind of American are you? Mm-hmm. What kind of you American know. are you? <laughs> the Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh my God. Get in the car! Get in the car! Move, move, move! You're gonna hang back. I'm not hanging back. One nation under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Go, 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 go. God bless America. That movie's called Civil War, people. That movie's called Civil War, and it's going to hit IMAX theaters, guess when? Spring of 2024. Interesting, convenient timing. Just a short six, seven months before the 2024 election. Coincidence? <laughs> or not? You know what that trailer reminds me of? A little movie called Gray State. That was once going to be shown at the Sundance Film Festival by fellow Minnesotan and military veteran who is no longer with us, Mr. David Crowley from Apple Valley, Minnesota. They popped him, his wife, and his kid in his own home. They weren't going to let that movie out. 
That was probably, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago now. And guess what? Here we are, 2024. This movie's by Alex Garland. And he's the guy that made 28 Days Later and Ex Machina, Machina, whatever. Great movies. Dystopian end time stuff. Alex Garland. So Civil War is coming out next year. Leave the World Behind just came out on Netflix now. You don't think they're telling you, my fellow Americans, what the fuck they have planned? <laughs> uh, if you can't see it still, well, maybe it's time. <laughs> maybe they're telling you what they're going to do because it's time. It's time for a death and a resurrection. You be the judge. I'm going to take a commercial break. And when I come back, actually, you know what? I'm going to play you one more clip. This is Clayton Morris from the Clayton Morris Show before I go to commercial. Take a listen to what this guy just said. Here we go says that we will experience a massive cyber attack that will hit before the year 2025, which will lead to a massive collapse of the banking industry, infrastructure, and so much more. How do they know this? It's unbelievable. Someone who's been following this very, very closely, and it ties even more directly into the story that we've been covering here on the show about the CTI League files, the Michael Schellenberger uh, released files about the uh, cyber spying on Americans. Uh, we're going to get to that part of the story with independent journalist Whitney Webb, who I'm thrilled to welcome back to the show. Whitney, welcome back to Redacted. Hey, it's great to be here after a, Whitney a Webb. long okay, absence. So I'm gonna Thanks for having me back. Take, I'm going to turn this off right now because I'm not going to blow their show for you. Whitney Webb's got great content. Go check out her stuff. Uh, the, the beginning of that clip, Clayton Morris said the World Economic Forum is the ones, are the ones that are claiming that we will experience a cyber attack sometime before 2025, <laughs> maybe the election year of 2024. How do they know this? Probably because they're planning it, right? So I just wanted to play that for you really quick, too. All of the media now are starting to point their messaging towards a very tumultuous 2024 election year here in the United States of America. So get ready. It's coming. Let's hit a commercial. And when I come back, Allow me to present to you the most recent episode of Monday Night Master Debaters over on the Great Deception Podcast with Matt, and Ryan Dean, and myself, and uh, Kevin and Brian from the Hard Ro It's a Hard Rock Life podcast jumped on, and um, Ryan Alexander, who's been uh, a constant as of late uh, on the show, Monday Night Master Debaters, he's on there with us too. We had a great conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. 
Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, people, welcome back to the show. Uh, This was a fun episode of Monday Night Master Debaters. I did. uh, I was drinking a little bit. uh, Caught a little buzz halfway through this. Uh, I was laughing a lot. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you know, I was having a good time. I was letting loose a little bit. I like uh, shows like Talk at the Tavern and Monday Night Master Debaters uh, when you can all, we can all, uh, we podcasters, get together and just shoot the breeze about whatever we've been doing. And uh, I like to uh, indulge and imbibe a little bit when I do those shows. I find it to be a fun, uh, mind-expanding experience. So I hope you guys aren't too annoyed by my buzzed hysterical laughing here and there throughout this episode but we have a great conversation about a whole bunch of topics and it was a great time i hope you guys have as much fun listening as i did uh attending so here we go and welcome to another monday night master debaters we got an absolute packed house tonight i am stoked i was riding low on energy all day uh Still hung over from Friday. I took my son uh, over to Providence to see a little uh, bread and circus of WWE SmackDown. And it was an absolute blast. Kid had a great time. So, but we didn't get home till like 1.30 and my old ass going to bed by like 3. I was just shot all weekend. So, energy's low. But then I pop in here and I see the red, white, and blue glasses. And I know it's on. So... <laughs> What's up, Andrew? What's going on, buddy? Uh, I'm glad to be here. Uh, had a Monday night off finally and um, had to take the opportunity to jump on and uh, chat with you guys. It's been a while. Thanks for dude, having me back. Dude, it has been a while. But yeah. as always, what you cover, you know, I know you t- you're taking a little hiatus right now, but uh, the stuff you've been covering before your break was awesome man and and kudos to you dude you and you inspired me to do some uh of those clip shows i put together um listening to your stuff i'm like man because i i do that i'm like a hoarder so i gather all these files and i'm like i don't want to post them on instagram so i thought it was a cool idea that you did where you let them run and talk to some of them and so i definitely uh give you kudos for that man thanks man i appreciate it yeah that's actually how uh my my supercut show was inspired too, is I would just save so many clips, and then I'd get to this point where I'm like, I'm trying to make a new show, and I'm like, God, like I don't even know where to start. I'm overwhelmed now. I want to get rid of all these and start from scratch. I don't even want to talk about half the shit I had in mind to talk about. So then, boom, I'll just put them all in order, like and try to tell a story with just the clips. So I shut up, and that's you know reality lies, damn lies, and statistics. So, yeah, man, I appreciate the the kudos. Thanks, bro. Yeah, and and welcome to podcasting, right? Where you spend all this time putting shit together, then you realize, ah, I'm not even going to use it. I'll get back to it at some point. It's, it, I, you know, you always circle back some way, shape, or form. <laughs> you yeah. get back to that topic somewhere. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, brother. I look forward to this. 
We got Brian okay, and Kevin soon. from A Hard Rock Life. What's up, what, gentlemen? What? How's it going, man? Yeah. Welcome back, fellas. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a while, and I see you got your uh, your whiteboard of death tuned up behind you. <laughs> I got some shit to say. <laughs> I got some shit I'm going to lay on you guys. You're coming in like sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, and always sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> Charlie. Fucking yeah. lines in the back and shit. Ready to go. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's all Brian. Brian hooked up the whiteboard. It's notes. <laughs> notes and um, our lady dog dick. Yeah, our lady dog Grants dick. me inspiration. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For those of you who, who uh, yeah, are watching... <laughs> Check this out. This oh, is- oh, you have it. <laughs> there it is. We get so. the lady dog dick. She doesn't know what the fuck to do. She doesn't know what to do. That's and a- whenever I don't have a guitar riff in my head and I just need some inspiration, I look behind me. And it. There's a Brian Pilecki's signature painting. If anybody wants a print, we'll uh, mail it. Dude, that, that is a t-shirt if I've ever seen one. Is that three balls I saw too? I, I hope so. I hope you saw that. <laughs> it looked like three balls. Brian is the Banksy of the South Shore of Massachusetts. I love Beautiful. it. <laughs> so, what have you guys been up to? Um, we took a couple weeks off, and I've been working on some tunes. Kevin's working on being a dad, and um, he was sick too. So. Mm. Yeah, tunes, man. Me too. I've been working on tunes lately too. Yeah, tunes, tunes. All Gotta switch it up sometimes. All about the music. Yeah, man. It feels good. It just feels good sometimes. It's therapy, man. It is therapeutic for sure. And we had the big storm up here the other night. How was that for you, Matt? We didn't get anything, but we got wet. That was about it. Uh, we got a little wind too. They were like, "It's a hurricane coming." Yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. That was what what. Was it last night? It was like it ended this morning or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, that last night. That's what it was. Yeah, we had it. You, you hear it whistling out there, but I'm up on mountain anyway, so it, it's windy up here normally. So shit's pretty sturdy. If it's if it's gonna go down, it's already gone down. Mm-hmm. Right on, <laughs> dude. There's so much shit that's been going on since the last time we were on here. Like, there's so much uh, to dive into. <laughs> Every there is non-stop material, and that's why stop. You know, you you can you can go any which way, and that's why I love having this because we're not set into anything. We can go wherever, and there's so much to talk about right now. I mean, mm-hmm. we can go all over the map, and I know you guys got all sorts of stuff. But uh let me introduce my two favorite Ryan's. What's up, gentlemen? Ryan Alexander, welcome hello, back, hello. my friend. Thank you for having me, as always. Always good to be here. That's Back a fantastic little... chair, by the yeah, way. I was, I was just about to comment on that in the fur it's behind a throne. Yeah, yeah, it's a throne. Yeah, it's a great chair. It's a furry throne. Definitely my favorite chair. It's become somewhat famous, but uh, I got it for free. You know, it's been here with the house ever since, and this is where I sit. It's not a set. It's my living room. Nice. Perfect. And yeah, the yeah. furs, I collect these furs when they're a good price up here. We're in the fur land of the fur. This is the whole reason they tell us that Canada was founded. And I'm right up here on the northern fur route. So I like beaver picking pelts, up the furs. Right? Those are not was... beaver. Those are not beaver. Those are just rabbits. 
No, I know those aren't, but I thought that like the, cause beavers are brown, right? I thought that the, like the whole thing with Canada fur was beaver, right? Well, beaver is waterproof. It's, it's an expensive fur still today, but mm. I'm sure the, uh, the industry's fallen off a cliff. There's not a huge demand. We know some trappers up here and they hardly even do it anymore. They can barely get any money for their furs. So weird. Who thought fur trading would go away? <laughs> Fur is a great material, to be honest. It's extremely warm, and the the plastic replacement just really, really doesn't cut it. If you take care of your clothing, you know this is not this is not throwaway stuff here, where you get a new fur coat every single year. You can pass them down to your grandchildren. Yeah, and, the durability is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, and it's cold up here, man. Like <laughs> anything to add an extra layer of insulation, it's great. Hundred percent natural. You can use the whole animal. The ones behind me, the reason I buy those because they're cheap is because the natives, they farm these rabbits and some other animals. And so they sell, they sell all the meat, you know, they make uh, stews in the, with the bones and stuff. They sell the feet as keychains, right? Rabbit's foot, lucky rabbit's foot. They sell the whole animal and you can get a cheap fur from it as well. It's funny. You don't see those anymore. I remember as a kid, we always had rabbit foot keychains and the, they vegan, the vegans came at it. It seems like you yeah. could find them everywhere. Now you can't find them anywhere. Well, see, the vegans, usually support, the vegans will usually support the uh, natives too, right? Because that's in the same literal category, liberal category. So they get into a little bit of a conundrum when mm. uh you know they're really against <laughs> furs and the fur business. But hey, aren't you in lots of conundrums supporting <laughs> the natives here? What are we going to do? These natives, you know, they're making their living farming these rabbits. You want to take that away from them? No way. I would make the argument that uh, if the future continues down the path that we're going, that the fur trade's coming back uh, real big eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like dog and cat fur, though, because yeah. no one's going to be able to, like, people are just going to be so desperate. You know what I mean? But the all the know, old ways I will be coming back. Yeah, man. You mentioned, uh, Ryan, how how there's like a little bit of a conundrum between like the animal rights and the Native American supporters and all this. My favorite, because there's constantly those when you're trying to out offend each other. There's not really like an easy way to just, you know, get get to where you're going. My favorite was that, you know, urinals are very efficient uh, water wise over like a regular toilet. Right. And they were trying to get rid of urinals in men's bathrooms because only men's bathrooms have them. But then someone realized this was in Seattle or Portland or something, by the way. And someone realized that they were trying to get rid of these urinals in men's bathrooms. And then they started raising hell because it saved water. So you had people that think that women should be able to stand up to piss and men should sit down to pee and vice versa. Right. Everyone can pee any way they want <laughs> versus the water saving. I thought that was just hilarious, dude. Like how these people are just, you know, <laughs> They're just they, they can't wait to be offended. So I don't know. I I don't know. It's just funny to me. Programmed. Yeah, man. Programmed. Absolute programming. And then real quick, speaking of programming, did you guys see that movie that the Obamas supposedly uh produced? Um Leave the World Behind? Have you guys checked that out? Well, did you produce that? No. Yeah, executive producers, man. Phenomenal movie, but terrifying. It, it wouldn't be that scary if the Obamas didn't produce it. Kim showed it to me the other day, and um, it's it's wild. It's on Netflix. I recommend everyone watch that. What? Yeah, yeah, I want to see that. You guys, you guys want a little sample? This is kind of like the premise, supposedly. I haven't seen it, but I got this off uh, TikTok. It's great, dude. 
very interesting. Because my primary client works in the defense sector, I spent a lot of time studying the cost-benefit analysis of military campaigns. There was one program in particular that terrified my client the most. A simple three-stage maneuver that could topple a country's government from within. The first stage was isolation. Disable their communication and transportation. Make the target as deaf, dumb, and paralyzed as possible. Setting them up for the second stage. Synchronized chaos. Terrorize them with covert attacks and misinformation. Overwhelming their defense capabilities, leaving their weapon systems vulnerable to extremists in their own military. Yo, Without a clear enemy or motive, people would start turning on each other. Done successfully, the third stage would happen on its own. What's the third stage? A coup d'etat. Civil war. Collapse. This program was considered the most cost-effective way to destabilize a country. Because if the target nation was dysfunctional enough, it would, in essence, do the work for you. Yo, they're fucking trolling us. Dude, I, I yeah, exactly. I see a common thread in a lot of things uh, within the past 10 years in certain movies. Have you guys ever seen the Kingsman movies? No, I have not. It's it's so it, they're very they're very uh, the Kingsman the first Kingsman movie really cool action film but I feel like this is beyond predictive programming because I feel like in many ways they're they're telling you what they're doing you know and they're doing it with like the lights and stars of Hollywood and all that shit but there's a very common thread in these movies and in Kingsman too they use cell phones and they use these different stages to ultimately to ultimately bring about civil war. And these movies have been coming out in the past 10 years. I mean, they're kind of longer than that, but I'm seeing more and more movies that kind of are doing the same thing. I don't know. You know what's, you know what's weird about it is that the premise for a lot of this new stuff reminds me of the David Crowley gray state movie. The guy that allegedly got killed in his house up here in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. And he got, the, and he yeah. got the funding to like run it at Sundance. And then they popped him allegedly before, uh, they aired it and I played the trailer, I think, on my Instagram page a few times. Um, mm. But it's funny that, you know, that came out and there's this whole conspiracy theory around the filmmaker being killed by the intelligence community or whoever didn't want him to release this movie. Right. And now on Netflix that we always talk shit about Netflix, who owns Netflix. Right. Mm -hmm. All these shows are coming out on Netflix like this one. And it's just getting more black mirror, more crazy, more dystopian. It's almost like the programming is getting to that point. And I was thinking about this the other day. One day is going to, the day is going to come and this is just a theory, but the day is going to come where we're going to wake up, we're going to turn the news on and they're going to just be saying everything that all of we podcasters and the truth or conspiratorial community are saying. Mm -hmm. And right after that, nuclear bombs are going to start dropping. Oh, well, did you see the this? World. <laughs> I think, I don't I mean wrong, like as I soon as right. the mainstream media, media narrative matches up with the truth, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if, the, dude. if if the mainstream media ever starts really letting out the reality of what's going on on the mainstream media, Can that's when you know Armageddon is like seconds away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with that, man. <laughs>
that's how fucking and, and it's AI too. The AI, it's getting into everyone's head, man. Yep. It's creating the hive mind. It's like literally creating the hive mind right now. Well put. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And I saw this on Twitter today or X, whatever the hell you want to call it, that the woman who made fall the cabal in the sequel to fall the cabal died. Uh, Janet Osbard. Yeah. And supposedly it was a suicide. And I, hmm. I, the only thing I've read is, is right here. It says, you know, while this news may come as a shock to many who followed her work, it is important to remember that mental health struggles can affect anyone regardless of their public image or perceived success. Hmm. So some people are saying it was Clinton's like a Clinton type suicide and others are saying it was real mental illness and suicide. Either way, it sucks. But yeah, I noticed something too, Matt. If you go back to that thing that you just had, it's real interesting that the uh, see that little picture where it says uh, trendsnewsline.com and says Janet Osborne beacon of so that little image right there, obviously, it's supposed to be a newspaper. But all those always look like American flags, man. Like yeah. Every single one of those. Uh, when you do the fact check on Instagram, it's an upside down American flag. And I, I that always like stood out to me for some reason. It's got the eye too, right? I mean, it could be translated as an eye. It's got the one dot in the middle of the oracle or whatever. Yeah, it could. I mean, it's supposed to be in there. In, you know, in theory, it's an image and then lines of text, right, for a newspaper. <laughs> But I mean, if you just even if you were to look at like the fact check on Instagram, it's literally just an upside down American flag to me. Um, but that's totally. just always weird, man. Cool. Always totally. Weird. Totally. Right. Don't they always tell you what they're going to do? Like, that's like a common thing. Like, I mean, and like, especially like when you, you know, into like the whole satanic ritualistic type of stuff, it's like they're like vampires. Like you have to invite them in. Right. So like they they tell you what's going to happen. They tell you what they're doing. Yeah. And it, yeah. It's like a sociopath, like these uh, serial killers that want to return to the scene of the crime, supposedly, right? Like that's kind of what it is. They want to, they want to tell you, yeah, and and just brag about it. Like in that movie, um, I'm not going to give a bunch of it away because I hope that you guys all watch it. If you haven't seen, I really recommend that. I saw it just for the first time two days ago, and I've watched it three times, which is kind of crazy because I am flying tomorrow, so it's kind of shitty because there's a lot of plane crashes in it. But it's wild that there's there's this one particular part that that really is interesting where, you know, a family's trying to leave Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts, who are married in the movie. They're trying to leave town. They're trying to leave out of the rural area and they they haul ass. They're trying to get back to the city. And there's a bunch of Teslas all crashed on the road. (laughs) And she goes up. Julia Roberts goes and looks at it and she's like, what the fuck's going on? She starts reading the side. And it's uh, you know, it says on there, no one's driven these things. Like the stickers are still on there, like the dealership stickers. And it says full autopilot capability on this on the side there. And all of them are white, they're all the same car. And then she turns around, she sees another one hauling ass in. And basically, these Teslas are all going to key points on the road and just crashing on the road to jam up the road so that no one can get in or out of the cities. And it's wild to think about that, man, because the autopilot function. I mean, all that it takes is a hacker or someone that knows how to override the systems in those to program certain color cars, certain models, certain years to go to certain areas and just fucking jam up the roads. Yep. And I thought that was just like a profound thought. It was interesting. Well, and you saw that right in that sample that they did with the test run in Austin or whatever it was. All those cars ran into each other and jammed up the road. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, let me see if I true. can find it here. The uh test run. 
Uh, There's all kinds of little little things in there that you just never thought of, and then you see it. And then I would also say pay attention to the artwork on the walls if you watch the movie. Yeah. Always. That's some Scorsese shit right there, like all the X's that he puts over characters that are ultimately going to die by yeah. the end of the movie. Yeah. Like right, the right. Hmm. Yeah, this one's not that on the nose, but um, if you're familiar with the Schumann resonance, yep. And yeah. then you look at the art on the wall, you'll uh, you'll notice some wild shit. Cymatics. Do you think they're do you think they're manipulating the Schumann resonance today? I don't even know if the Schumann resonance is real, you know? Sure. Yeah. Like I don't understand what the fuck it is, to be honest. So well, I mean, who knows? It, 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 the I world mean, works like, in frequencies. I mean, right. And like sense, five, far, five that's as far as I get. 5G technology and all the electromagnetic fields and all that stuff. I I feel like it it's, can be manipulated in this often, but I don't know. I don't know. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. It is a wild freaking. Uh, I want to see that movie. It's a wild planet. It's on Netflix, man. Like I said, and yeah. everyone should watch that shit for sure. I'll check it out for sure. Hate to plug Obama's stuff, but. Yeah, that's profound. weird. Wicked weird. It's relevant. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time. He's like the president right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're all putting this stuff out, though. You know, when it comes to it through different publishing companies and things like that, it's I don't know. I'm over the whole. Oh, it's produced by Obama. It's like, yeah, okay. well, if it's not him, it's one of his cronies donors or whatever that's producing the movie you know yeah, so definitely, definitely. i think they put the name on it more to to draw people in and to get more people talking about it yeah but it's just it's different like imagine imagine if trump were to come out with a movie about the end of the world right and i hate to do the trump obama comparison because i'm not a fan of either but if trump were to were to talk about like a slave movie let's say right I mean, dude, people would fucking go crazy over that. Like FEMA camps, like a FEMA camp movie. Yeah, FEMA. I mean, all kinds of stuff. You know, end of the world, end of the country, bringing down the country. I mean, Obama was accused a lot by the right of trying to divide the country and and bring it down. Right. And then he's literally showing a movie and he's putting his name, him and his him and his husband are putting (laughs) a, a, a name, their names on a movie that that is all about that and the most cost effective way to do it. So, I mean, if the shoe was on the other foot with Trump, it'd be something that a lot of people would be concerned about, I think. And and yeah, man, I I just think there's something to it. I mean, not necessarily that this is going to happen the exact way, but it's just a fucking trip. And well, also, if you, it is bound to make a bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they already made their money from Netflix, right? They get paid the the price and then they just, it, Netflix now has the rights to it. That's owned by Bernays' grandson, correct? Yeah, uh, I think he was a founder. I don't know if he's still an owner, yeah. but yeah. Definitely involved in the startup. So fun stuff, you know, interesting. Never know what you're going to get from these movies. You know, some of them are a little too spot on and some of them are so fantastical that it. I feel like it just is sent for a certain segment of the population to get them all fired up. Like Do you that. guys all have like a favorite apocalypse movie like Matt? I don't know if you have one in mind apocalypse or end of times movie there's so many that are good probably terminator oh shit terminator. yeah I, I like that there. i like the 28 days and 28 days later those are yeah, kind of weeks and days and yeah whatever that. those are yeah those are good 
All right. What about end, end of Days with Schwarzenegger? That was an action movie and a half. End of Arnold. Yeah. I mean, it was a total recall at that point. That's right. not really apocalyptic, though, is it? I mean, that's on Mars. It's like post-apocalyptic, <laughs> yeah. Starship Troopers, then. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good one. Because you have to serve the, for the, with the military in order to get your citizenship or the right to reproduce. I pulled a Garbage Pail Kid in the new 2023 Garbage Pail Kid sci-fi packs. That <laughs> is based off of Starship Troopers, and it says on there, would you like to know more? Because remember, <laughs> no, like shit. in the video, would you like to know more? And then you click it. Would you like to know more? And you keep going. <laughs> it's it's awesome. dope. That's like when you go to order Chinese food and they just keep saying, and then. And then. Yeah, and dude, then... where's my car? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man. Good shit. Andrew, you got a favorite apocalyptic movie? I was just thinking about that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie that's kind of like Mad Max. And he's like walking. There's a, those guys are chasing him through like the desert and like this industrial area. And the guy's got like that metal thing over his, Oh, cyborg. You guys ever seen cyborg with Jean-Claude Van Damme? No, I love mm-hmm. Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. No, it sounds, it sounds That's a crazy post apocalyptic movie for sure. Hank girl. That's one too. Post apocalyptic. There's mutated human kangaroo, man. There you go. Um, Ice T is one of them. Ice. Knock it. Knock at the Cabin's great. Mm. I've never seen that one. It's the new M. Night Shyamalami movie. Oh, yeah. You told me about that oh, one yeah. before. That's right. You brought that up previously on a show. I remember you talking about that. Super slow, but, you know, if you're stoned or drunk or whatever and just watching it, it's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> Aren't all his movies super slow, though? Yeah, man, but you're, you're in it for the Shyamalami twist. Yeah. The, you know and, what I mean? Yeah, you're, you're, you're in there to be <laughs> mindful. The Shyamalama ding-dong. Yeah. Southland Tales with The Rock. You ever seen that movie? No. That movie's badass. <laughs> What's the idea behind that? Like it's uh the the apocalypse is coming. It's like pre-apocalypse apocalypse. It's uh there's many, I don't know, there's many facets to that movie, but it's it's pretty entertaining. Well, like a prepper movie? Yeah, kind of. Have you guys seen Swordfish? Yeah. No, no, is that with John Travolta and Halle Berry's too? Yeah. Yeah, no, never watched that. So, so I shared uh, a clip from that movie at the end of one of my recent episodes. Matt, you were talking about some of the recent stuff I was covering. One of the things I was covering was magicians and misdirection, and I, I, I shared this quote from that movie because basically John Travolta's character in the movie, he's a terrorist and he has plastic surgery and he's like, you know, that he lives this lavish life and he hires this guy to break this code and blah blah all this shit, and. I love that part because he's like, there's a scene where he says, you know, Harry, he goes, Harry Houdini could make uh, a piano disappear in the middle of a whatever. And you know how he did that? And uh, Hugh Jackman's the other character. And he's like, no, he's like misdirection. He said, what the eyes see and the ears hear, the mind believes. And and like, it's this whole thing. And the intro clip to that movie, he's talking about magicians in Hollywood and and how to make you know, pull a rabbit out of the hat. And he's talking about magic, basically. And he makes this this comment where he says, um, the modern age, new school magicians uh, are, you know, are of old were way better than the ones that they have in Hollywood. He, like he says, the mag- he, like he doesn't like overtly say it, but you can imply what his point is, is that 
the new school magicians are in Hollywood is basically what he's saying in the intro to this movie. And then he blows up the fucking building with all these bombs and shit. Anyway, if you guys haven't seen well, it, I recommend it. And from the sounds it. of it, he says that they're not as good as the old world ones. Yeah, he's, yeah he says they're not as good as the old ones. That which can, would make yep. sense as to why you can essentially see what they're doing now, right? Before, right. That's if, my they point. Were, if they were more powerful in their magic, they had a bigger, a thicker veil between us and them. And, and now... It's and gone. that's what that goes back to what me and Sam talked about, too, because uh, when I was talking to Sam, when he checked in on, on my last episode with him, he was saying he was calling it a post occult world because like the occultists of old aren't hiding anymore. He's like, they're telling you in the movie, they're telling you they're not hiding like like it's out in the open now, basically. Well, that's been the last 75 yeah. years, right? Your- that's been the occultic explosion. Yeah. Yeah. What if they evolved and now they're doing shit that we still don't know about? That's probably more realistic. Well, they're definitely doing shit that we don't know about, but their their existence in the public consciousness is growing and they're not doing anything to stop that, which makes me believe that they want you to yeah. start knowing about them a little bit more exactly. for whatever reason. They let us oh. talk about it. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know, man. I mean, like, the, like, what about like the witch trials and shit, right? Like the same way that there were people doing occult shit back then. And then supposedly there was these witch trials because the elite didn't want that black magic shit going around. Right. But what I mean, a charade of a show to portray. You know I, I mean? heard because then you control the outcomes. I heard, heard that a lot thing. of that had to do with spoiled bread. Yes. Yeah. And it was and they tripped face and. I think we yeah. The post yeah, Ron from Wicked Planet talks about it a lot because it, plausible, plausible. It, it's it makes sense. I mean, it, it gets all over the the wheat and the rye supply, and it's like the stoned ape theory. Yeah, that's they're making the bread Same off thing. of, and so be it. So if they wanted to hide this from us, they would. You know, they wouldn't put all these clues, and uh, they wouldn't show us all their numbers and their hand signals and all this stuff. You know, sure. I don't think they, they ever had the intention of hiding it. Many people say that they have to show what on, they're doing to make stage. it fair. Like it's... a vampire, you have to invite them in. You have to, they're telling you what they're going to do. And it, and it creates fear and they feed off fear. Well, that's the whole karmatic idea or whatever. But Ryan, do you believe that they have to show? Because I'm, I've always been skeptical of that theory myself, but I'm curious, like what you think, cause since you study kind of like more health related stuff, but. You know, do you think that they hide their messages in pop culture because that's part of their creed or whatever? Or do you think that they just like to brag? Well, I think so. I don't think it's just mockery. I don't think it's bragging either. It's definitely more mockery. But I I think that is in their satanic religion thing where they do have to leave some clues. They do have to explain it somehow. Yeah. And they are narcissistic, too. I mean, there's that, too. A lot of narcissistic sociopaths. It must be funny. To be honest, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. Watch, it's it's like you know when you're a kid and you go outside with a magnifying glass and fry some ants. You know, I mean, for you it's entertaining. For the ants, it's terrifying. It's <laughs> that's all we are to Good them. Point. You know, Good analogy. <laughs> I have point. A, I have an admission. Like, I was mean to animals when I was young. At one point, I would throw frogs as high as I could. <laughs> that's not a problem. Those no. are reptiles. As long as you didn't fuck with dogs or cats, <laughs> yeah, you get like into they're amphibians. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You specious. Oh, Just don't you, fuck with dogs or cats. You're you gonna tell me next that you smashed a uh, a fish's head with a rock? I mean, come snapping on. turtle because my <laughs> yeah. brand new rapala. Would you step on a bug? 
he's trying to stick something in the turtle's hole and got bit a little black a little black cat up the frog's ass like joe dirt no man i mean uh you know i don't know I don't, I don't really see like frogs and shit it doesn't mean that they should be like fucking burned alive and stuff but dude when i see snakes i cut their heads off out here if they're like poisonous yeah you, know you got mean? rattlers got around there though yeah, you, you got, got deadly nice. snakes though that man there's a big sense. difference yeah you got fucking gardeners and shit like you can't yeah, yeah there's no reason to fuck with you those you can't go around cutting the head off a gardener snake like get out of here what kind of bitch does that <laughs> yeah <laughs> like with a shovel with yeah. your feet on four back you know, get like, out trying to cut it yeah no, yeah, you pick those up and play with them. But yeah, these uh, these snakes out here are nothing to fuck with. You pick them up and do rituals with them, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, you swallow them and shit. Oh! Well, that's like, that, that makes, you know, that reminds me that you say that because a lot of cartoons as a kid in the 80s and 90s used the serpent reference. You know, like in G.I. Joe, you had the Cobra Commander and he had this big Cobra getup and this big snake and... A lot of snake worship. There was snake worship in He-Man. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, well, He-Man was all about phallic things. Oh, yeah. well, when yeah. one of the characters' names is Fisto. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was a, such a right gay... hand man. Yeah, you wonder why there's so many gay dudes walking around right now. It's He-Man. Oh. For a guy named Skeletor, there's an awful lot of meat on him, and he doesn't sound very powerful. <laughs> yeah, and. Yeah. and Come on, can we? You, you have I the have the power. Yeah, and and dude, Battle Cat is probably one of the most badass animals ever. And you got this just flaming dude riding him, cat racing into the battle. Ambiguously gay duo. Oh, yeah. oh shit! <laughs> like Shira had more balls than Adam. You know, like it's it's a it's a crazy time, man. Now, now is that gay or, or is Ernie and Bert more gay? You don't Ernie know and Bert's. Well, they're fucking... overtly. They're like overtly gay. <laughs> well, Looking at Ernie overt, and Bert, it's all overt. <laughs> Looking at Ernie and Bert now, I feel like they're more incels. Yeah, right. You know? like <laughs> they're they're, they're like fun. on the spectrum, and they <laughs> just never got out of their <laughs> shell. You know, like I don't think they were gay. I think they, you know, they were just a little slow, a little they different. Just play World of Warcraft all day. Yeah, they. Did. Let me see if I can find this clip on Family Guy of. Uh... Ernie and Bert. So oh good. no, not <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't uh, want me to? No, dude. Oh, just <laughs> dude, it's so great. He, he just knows what you're gonna. What you yeah. Okay, I think I want to make sure that I get the right <laughs> one. Yeah. Okay. So we got the. Uh, I got a 20, 29 second and a thirty two second one. So we'll play the longer one. But yeah, dude, this is great. I mean, this is what they nail it here with what. Ernie and Bert are. And I'm going to make sure that this is turned up all the way. Oh, I know it. Sharon sounds like a champ. Give me a thumbs up if you can uh, if you can hear this. Can't even um, watch TV anymore. All the shows are starting to run together. The show contains adult content and is brought to you by the letter H. Ah. Uh, uh, hello. <sighs> Son of a bitch. I'm on my way. Some poor bastard got his head blown off down at a place called Hooper's. It's just naked, dude. <laughs> you wouldn't drink so much, Bert. Well, Ernie, I wish you wouldn't eat cookies in the damn bed! Bert, you're shouting again, Bert. <sighs> Looks like a banana. <laughs> I know, dude. Just for some reason, like, I lost my shit when he gets out of the bed without his pants on, man. It's Ernie's, just... <laughs> Ernie's the bottom, huh? That's a little strange. You think Bert's, like, from The Simpsons? 
He's yellow. Or either he has hepatitis, right? He's yellow. Yeah. There's some serious uh, skin condition. Dude, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, Friday night at WWE, the real life Peter Griffin was there. No way. Did you uh, get a picture? Have you seen this guy? No. Oh, let me let me show you him because it, it's it's fucking dude. He even talks like him. It's crazy. Uh, where is he? Peter. I saw a dude one time when I was working at a breakfast place called the Good Egg. A guy that talked exactly like Cleveland. It was wild. <laughs> All right. Peter, 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 Peter. Wow. Johnny Hill's brother. <laughs> also an incel. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that right. one. Where's the other one? Hold on. There's one more where. But that's he... a... Where you mean he... the cartoon is based on a real guy? Is that what you're saying? He, oh. this guy. Well, he he is just a large just man, like and yeah, he's leaning into it too. He's yeah, wearing he all the clothes. Kind of built his yeah. shtick around that, but okay. uh, he's, he's probably good. one of those types of dudes where it's like I'm naturally really fit, but I just want to look like Peter. Griffin. Well, actually, he's <laughs> fucking. He he is a house rye. Um, this dude does like sometimes small show uh, wrestling things. Oh, like God. I've seen highlights of him on TikTok picking up dudes and just slamming them. <laughs> no shit. Okay. So this is him. Oh, hey, Lois. Remember that time I turned the crowd against a bloodline? <laughs> so he like, yeah, like he got into it with a whole crowd. Yeah. Holy shit. So, so what did he do? What were you saying right there? So like right there, he was getting like the crowd was chanting for him. It was like Peter, they were chanting Peter Griffin, and the wrestlers couldn't figure out what the hell was going on. And then they realized they were chanting for him and no one was paying attention to the match and they got pissed and were like yelling at him and shit. And uh, so like somebody from WWE had to come over and like kneel next to him and be like, hey, man, you got to chill out during the matches. You can't fire up the crowd like that. And uh, it was pretty cool. You can't do that in any theater. No, not anymore. Dude, if you have that kind of power, you say, I want to fucking box. I want a suite for every one of your events. If you don't want me to rile up the crowd, isolate me from all these peasants. Yeah, I won't. I won't rile them up extort them <laughs> yeah That's dude funny. make sure that you get a free suite oh dude and people went nuts kids were like rushing up to him for pictures and he was a cool <laughs> guy like dude he, sh- he shook my son's hand he was like uh, he's like you want a picture little guy my son's like i don't do pictures <laughs> that's g <laughs> nice. now let, let me ask this since you pictures. say your son doesn't do pictures what do you think about a grown man wearing another professional athlete professional athlete Wearing their jersey, dude. I've taken a this. I've taken a hard spin on this lately. I'm, I'm I think it's anti- gay as fuck. I'll just say that now. Yeah, yeah. Brady. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's idol worship for sure. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, I don't care about all that. We don't need to get all red pilled about. It. I just think it's fucking gay to be like, I'm a grown man <laughs> that likes vagina, but I'm gonna have another dude's name. On my back. I'm getting a fucking shirt with your name on my back. That's fine. But I'm just saying. No, I'm just kidding. No, please don't. But What's I'm just saying, ever? like, dude, What's imagine, though, like girls in high school well, wear their boyfriend's jerseys. What's what's worse, yeah, sure, Rye? Sure. Wearing wearing a football jersey with another dude's name on it or getting another dude's face tattooed on you. 
Oh, like wow. all these people that get uh, Joe Rogan oh, tattooed on that's him. Pretty shit. far. All right, that's idol worship. That's Who's getting Joe Rogan? Why are you? Why are you getting a Joe Rogan tattoo? That's a great question. Check out his page, Ryan. It's amazing how many people have done it. There's thousands of people that's that true. have fucking Joe Rogan's ugly ass face tattooed on them. There's yeah, a lot of weird. people that have Trump's ugly ass face on them. Too. Yeah, and Little Wayne. I, I, I mean, all kinds of people, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, Matt, that's almost as hard to answer as would you rather have your kid grow up to be a pedophile <laughs> or bestiality, right? In the bestiality, because we went through that the other like a week or two ago yep. or whatever. But yeah, man, I think they're equally gay, man. Equally gay. <laughs> what if so? I so let me ask you this. Hold on. on, I have a question. So if you wear a band T-shirt. Is that technically like four or five dudes on your shirt? <laughs> so it's even more gay? No, I don't think so, man. I have a red hot chili pepper shirt, but it's like you're you're yeah, you're more gay. into the, the it represents group. four dudes, man. And they've all slept with each other. Yeah. They've all like I don't know. Hey, uh, hey, hey. Yeah, that's hey. probably true. That's probably true. It's we know those musicians are a little weird, right? Anthony well, Kiedis has like yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis has movies about him that You're like about some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, they've done. Oh yeah, together. <laughs> well, and we you think about it. I'm just trying to you know roll this logic train. But, continuing. but think about oh, back in valid question, dude. Think about back into like high school, and college. How did girls claim their territory? They would get the guy's jersey. Yeah, that's how you say right? my dick. Yeah, my like, dick. like, dude. So, like, is that what these dudes are saying? Like, is that what you're doing here? Are you claiming he's yours? You're is his. It is it gay if I wear a female soccer jersey? I was gonna say, man. No, my pom pom. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you might well, just be kind of it, soft. It depends. Is it that chick with pink hair? <laughs> if it's that Revenant. chick with pink hair, I'm out. <laughs> nah, she's, yeah. I think she was exiled from. What's life. her name? Like Papoza? Papo- I don't know. Rapino. Megan. Yeah, Rapino. That's. Horrible human being, by the way. Yeah, yeah I actually hung like, out with those girls back in the day. Tool. She's a tool. You did? Yeah. My when? buddy's sister was on the team in like their heyday. So we would go, uh, Christine Lilly, she was like a legend for US soccer. And that was my buddy's sister. And we'd go like party with them and stuff. We came up here to Boston, saw him play. And Dude, some of those girls, like Alex Morgan, some of those chicks, damn. Big dicks. And those girls make like $20,000 a year. Dude, <laughs> but they should be making billions. Yeah, they're animals. They have I can't say it. Why don't we get paid as much as the guys do? Yeah, I can't say it. I don't know, because they generate money. fucking 100 times more money than you do. Yeah. Right. Well, it, was, it was like the World Cup. You know, like the World Cup was like the perfect example. I mean, we'll put it into like perspective numbers. Say the men's did a billion. The women, the women's did like four, four million. Yeah. And they want yeah. equal pay. Yeah. Like, Makes yeah. sense. Pure economics. <laughs> you know, when, when one pool is drawing from a billion dollars and one's drawing from a couple million, everybody should be paid the same, though. Mm. And if sense. you're talking about jerseys and all these different things, the video games, dude. I think a billion has got to be. I know that you're just throwing that number out there. A billion. Oh, it's much higher. Such, yeah, it's such a low, low number, dude. Like, yeah. I can't imagine what, like, you think about EA Sports, like with Madden. Let's just take, like, an NFL team, a shitty NFL team. How much money that shitty NFL team generates. These dudes, the reason that I asked the Jersey question, like, there was these, these dudes just raging, which me and my family tried to have just a nice pizza, pizza and wings lunch. You know, just go out, <laughs> have a few beers. And we're just chilling. And these animals are just freak like raging in fucking uh, Nick Chubb 
Browns jerseys. Well, you know what's made it worse, Rye? Is fantasy football. Right. Because now everybody's a fucking coach on top of being a fan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because now they're watching the game for their team, but then they're also watching the game for their fantasy team as like coach. So yeah. I can't. I that's why I got out of the NFL. I can't watch like, that shit. Yeah. I know you don't understand. I, I I got Nick Chubb for three hundred dollars in my league. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. dude, I go home and that's all my old man talks about is fantasy football and tells the same shit over and over. And it gets to the point where he starts talking about it. I just get up and walk out because I can't. <laughs> like, dude, enough with fantasy football. Is he good at it? No. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, how much? He did. They do like a family really a family league, and like my two of my nieces are way ahead of him. So he's awful. And he like, he watches like the shows he's takes like notes and he's just, he's, he's a mush. He has always been a mush. That almost makes you worse at betting. If you watch all the analysis, because then these other people's dumb ideas get in your head. Yeah. You know, and he, and he, he idolizes these people. He's a boomer, right? So these right. people are on TV. So they must be smarter than me. Right. Mm. That's the mentality these people have. So they take their advice on the television From that era, over their own instinct. Yeah. Dude, I got to see you. Your dad's got to start a YouTube channel about predictions. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> By the way, if, if anybody's hey, thinking, if he can make money off of anybody, it, anybody wants a visual of what my father looks like, he pictured Napoleon Dynamite. And that was my dad in high school to a T with the fro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had the fro, the glasses, the, the buck teeth. That was the my teeth. dad. I, I, I am wow. amazed Chapstick. that I was conceived. We joke, we joke all the time about it. Like, <laughs> how did you ever? How did you ever pull mom? Like, what was she thinking? Because at the last minute, Tina, eat the food. <laughs> now, not to be disrespectful, but your mom is an attractive woman. Oh yeah, yeah. My mom was was very attractive in high school. Yeah, when they when they or you know right after high school when they met. <laughs> yeah, I, it doesn't make any sense to me, man. My I, mind goes I, to one place, and I'm not going to say it. Mine I think too. That, mine too. I was just thinking the same thing. His oh, dad's got a bad. certain thing going. On, <laughs> right? He's got a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, man. Well, good for them. Either yeah, way, man. good for your dad, dude. Landed a hottie, dude, but he's a mush. So no, we're not doing a fucking YouTube channel because <laughs> uh, you can narrate actually, for him. You can be like, hey. My dad's picks are as follows. And then Matt lays it out. Yeah, that might actually be yeah. a good gimmick. You, your son and your dad do a do a football. I do. My son would channel. kill us all. My like, son is there you like, go. Perfect, I don't know better. how he does it. That's the that's the move, dude. Three generations. Nail it. There you go. Show concept. There you go. Make it happen. Make it happen. Now I just got to get interested in football. <laughs> yeah, yeah if you're not interested in it it's not uh i mean it's it's bad dude knowing like i love betting on it but dude it, you can tell dude it's okay rigged. can i talk yeah. about oh scripted i, I got i gotta that, say dude. something just happened just i i don't know if you guys saw me post about it on my not podcast page but there was at the end of some game i can't remember what game it was but like the spread was Oh, is the, it might have been the Vikings game. Vikings Philly? by three. Oh, no. Yeah, keep going. Yeah. I think it was the Vikings game. And they, like, basically just bullshit kicked what would have been uh, a field goal that would have made the score six to zero, right? Mm -hmm. And he just kicks this bullshit kick, and it bounces, and they fucking run it back a little bit, and they get tackled, and the game's over, right? 
And then I checked the spread and the spread was Vikings by three. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder, like, did no, fucking but- did, did Vegas call in and be like, hey, the spreads Vikings by three. Don't let them make this kick. Yes. yes. And then they and then they fuck. You know what I mean? It's just well, like when they jack so up obvious. the magnet in the football. It's so obvious. Well, the thing Sometimes. is, the odds change so much. So, so I wonder what it was in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But right. that, that's my point. Yeah, it's always the fourth quarter. They get that phone call. It's like fucking deal or no deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? He like calls in. He's like, all right, this is score. You guys want to get spread. that Heisman winner next year? Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you, that shit happens. It every happens. sport, dude. I think it's every sport. It happens. Figure skating. There's so much money invested. How does it not How happen? does it not? Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you, guys, you guys ever listen to Jake the Asshole? You ever heard of that dude? No. He's all over like the scripted sports thing. Really, really interesting guy. Jake the asshole. I'm gonna plug his name. Love the name. I'll check it out. Yeah, no, he's uh he's an asshole. He's a riot. <laughs> well, that's what uh, what sports do you think are better as far as like not being rigged? Because I, I really don't think that all UFC fights are rigged. And and maybe it's because I'm such a UFC fan, but I've seen some where it's like there's no fucking way that all those fights are rigged. Right. I don't think it happens all the time. I think it's a very specific situational thing. The high level main card fights, like the pay-per-views. I think there's certain games each week. Dana's a fucking gambler too, man. I I wouldn't be surprised if every NFL game is rigged and every NBA game is rigged because of the amount of money. Like if you see like on FanDuel and DraftKings, the amount of props that you can have, those have to be rigged. But in the UFC, there's not as many props. But one thing too is if Colby Chaos Covington loses to leon edwards yeah. that's going to be interesting because you know his, his nickname's chaos donald trump's favorite fighter it's uh-huh. very interesting to like look into that whole oh story. yeah uh, i remember that shit yeah dana yeah, White alex the dude. covington yeah i did a 12 mile ruck with the uh kobe covington what yeah you did over uh down in uh fort eustace virginia no interesting shit. i heard he's the nicest dude he's a fucking animal <laughs> yeah for real well, well yeah, like he's not his, his cardio is insane, but I think that's the only thing that really kind of sets him apart. He's not I mean his his wrestling's incredible, but Ryan, so what's the prop? Wearing... You were talking about prop. What it what's the prop? What are you talking about? Like uh let's say like with this Dolphins Tennessee Titans game, like a prop would be Tyreek Hill, who's a receiver, will get over twenty receiving yards in the first quarter. Something very mm-hmm. specific. And they do this in political betting too. Like a prop would be Donald Trump appears in the first debate wearing a red tie. That's yeah. a prop bet. That is it's actually something you can bet, bet on. Okay. Or, yeah, like the coin flip at the beginning of the game, Ryan. You can, yeah, you yeah. can, yeah, for the yeah. Super Bowl, you can put a bet on whether it's going to be heads or tails. For sure. You or can. Who, yeah, there's but, three main bets. There's the spread, the money line, and then the over under. Yeah. And though anything other than that is essentially a prop. And there's thousands of bets on any given game. So anything having to deal with points, alternative spreads are alternative spreads, but there's, I mean, there's, like I said, players. Yeah. Anything dealing with players or outcomes of specific plays in baseball, you can predict, is this pitch going to be a strike or a ball? Is this pitch going to be hit? That's crazy. Like first team player going to score. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's Um, just tons of props. So in one game you could make like a hundred different bets. Easily thousands, oh, for sure. infinite. You could, oh, yeah, sure. you, you could just keep betting all game. The degenerate. And oh, okay. now, what they've done that's different from back in the day is they have in game betting 
So as the game's going, the, the line is mm-hmm. moving and you can still keep betting. So, you know, you, you can keep either mounting up debt, winning it, winning back your losses or, you know, stay a high to keep winning. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. But if you have a gambling problem, they give you the phone number to call if you have the problem. So there's no <laughs> real danger, right? That's nice of them. Yeah, what could go wrong? Occult magic, bro. There it is again. They tell you. Yeah, dude. It's fucked. We're providing you with the fucked up thing, and then we're going to give you the warning about the fucked up thing. Yeah. You guys probably have the same thing down there in America, but recently they allowed um, sports betting on on television. It had only been like a year ago. And I just mean on YouTube ads and stuff. I cannot believe how many different ads I'm seeing for sports betting. I don't even know what the spread is, to be honest, but... Yeah, it, uh, it's amazing to me that this is something that would be approved and supported by the government. And here in Ontario, Canada, the, the government owns the gambling ring, too. It's uh, of course they Ontario do. Lottery and Gaming Commission, so it all has to go through the government anyways. It's, it's just insane to me that this is something that's uh, able to be pushed. You could lose everything from gambling. You know, it, it's one of the most oh. dangerous addictions out there. For Absolutely. Sure. And, sure. and, and it's one of those that, you're not really hurting anybody, right? Mm-hmm. It's just money that's going back and forth. So it's one of those really touchy addictions too, because yeah. you can, like you said, Rye, you could lose everything in one night. You know, you've heard horror stories of it. I it's used to so live beside a casino and I used, I was really poor at that time. It was a boarding house. So the room was really small. So after work, I didn't want to go home to that boarding house. I would just go to the casino because they have free drinks and stuff. And yeah, I watch people go into the back room where you can mortgage your house right there or your car right there. You yeah, know, give yeah. you cash for the pink slip. That's you bad. Know, in the in the Caesars in Windsor. Crazy. Yeah. I saw people like lose lots of shit. things. Yeah, lose tons and tons of money. I would just be drinking cranberry juice for free. I would love to just be drunk and just be standing there on the wall and be just be like, hey man, think about it. Like maybe not, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe don't do that, dude. Don't you put will, it you will get kicked out very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, know, then, and, and then you look I'm at still these... I'm, I'm still doing the Lord's work, right? Yeah, right. You look at some of these high roller tables too. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, like I that Baccarat yeah. game where it's like a hundred thousand dollars every hand. Yeah, they're betting more than my salary in in a hand. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like Dana White, I heard, had like a million dollar hand at one point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's wild with his betting. He gives people fifty thousand dollars just to gamble. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, dude, if you're responsible, man, like let's say you make fucking just say you make fifty thousand dollars a year, right? Don't fucking gamble with more than a thousand in an entire year. Oh and yeah, you got to be disciplined, dude. It's so fun, do it. man. Well, like, that's I'm why I'm so laugh. thankful that it's a thing because I look forward to every single weekend with the UFC because it's just fucking such a good time whether i win or lose like i've had huge weekends and i've That's lost like two or three hundred bucks in a in a weekend too but dude it's so fucking fun man like i still handle my shit just yeah, fucking get a point. handle on your shit i mean if you're having fun and it's not like i'm considering mortgaging my house then you have discipline you're fine i have never Enjoy considered it. mortgaging my house yeah so. there's, a re- there's a reason why it's called the juice I'm bet you know, my you, kids you, you get that rush from it it's it's an adrenaline rush you know dopamine dude Big time. There's nothing like betting a round two, round three knockout from an underdog, and that shit hits. Oh, wow. Dude, wow. 
You're fucking yelling. You put ten dollars, <laughs> it turns into three hundred. My dogs are barking at me, thinking that I'm about to burn the house down, and I'm just fucking yelling, dude. It's such a good time, man. Like, there's very few things that are as fun as that, honestly. <laughs> For me, at least. You guys ever see that movie Uncut Gems? The real with Adam Sandler. Part Probably of one of the best gambling movies I've ever seen. He gets in way over his head, right? Oh my god, yeah, but I don't want to give it away, man. That that movie is fucking good. He isn't he, it like five years old? Yeah, about that. Yeah, dude. He's, if people can't get over brilliant. it by now, tough shit. Oh, he's like, brilliant in that movie. Spoiler alert is over after like a month nowadays. Yeah, if that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's good enough. If you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it. Does he yeah. talk like a wee Todd, like in other movies? He's he Jewish in that. Degenerate and he always <laughs> gets a 10 of a girl in all yeah. his movies. Yeah, Dude, yeah. that's my thing that I hate. I love him. Like when he dies, the world's not going to be the same. No. But this dude's a solid four. And he's de- he's got girlfriends like fucking Selma Hayek in his movies. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston before she started like getting off the adrenochrome. I mean, like, <laughs> he's always had dime wives and girlfriends in his movies. And he's like a fat. I mean, he's he looks yeah, like Penelope me. Cruz in in the uh, what was it? The family movies where they went camping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Penelope Cruz is hot, too, dude. He yeah. likes the Latinas. I don't like myself. Yeah, like uh, the fucking uh, what is those movies with like Kevin James and all that? He's got that wife. She's a uh, Brazilian, maybe or who is? Leia Ramini is not Brazilian. She is an ex Scientologist. That is not. Yes, wife is that for me? Yeah, you could check out her Netflix doc. Yeah, Wait, I know. You... I know the Netflix doc. I do. I that's not his wife in that movie though. Um, yeah, I, whatever. Brain fart. Jessica Biel. Did, did you guys see this? This parody of. Uh... All the parasites leaving uh, Carter's wife's funeral. Yes, I saw it. Yep, they did like MSN. They did like if they told the truth. Listen to this. This is here comes the real first lady Melania Trump, looking beautiful as always. (laughs) And here comes Big Mike. What are you hiding under that dress, Big Mike? Laura Bush. (laughs) Nobody cares about Laura Bush. And here comes Hillary Clinton. Epstein didn't do it, by the way. Here's Bill Clinton. Didn't bring Monica today, and Jill Biden. First time she's not wearing drapes. And Joe Biden, let me tell you something about Joe Biden. Fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> Here. That's awesome. Nice. All right. I can get behind that. Yeah. I still know a couple of people that think that Joe Biden's doing a good job, which is wild. Dude, he's gone in a couple weeks. Unreal. He's not going to be around much longer. Isn't he, he an AI him. robot? Dude, they're going hard after him and his kid right now. Yeah, 46 years for uh, old Hunter, right? Or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. He's just going to pardon him, dude. Yeah, exactly. But then they're going to go after him and basically say, okay, we'll let you pardon him, but you ain't running again in 24. Get the fuck out of here. That's the thing, dude. Imagine being the president's kid and you got 46 years to life on the fucking thing and you're just like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. What are you talking about? Daddy will sign that check. Yeah. Nothing's we got a wild card, though. There's a mad wild card lately Um, that Volodymyr Zelensky was going to get booted out of Ukraine and become a U.S. citizen. Interesting. From uh, he US. still couldn't be president though. No, no, no. You got to be born. They, I think they've said fuck that before, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. Yeah, dude. If that fucking happened, man. <laughs> well, on the same note, Biden was threatening 
everybody to send their kids and their nieces and nephews over to war if they didn't start emptying their pockets for Ukraine again. Yeah. You guys hear that shit? Demands. Yeah. They still have a wish list. It's like, dude, get the fuck out of here, man. (laughs) That thing is over. Let's go. Pull the plug and make them sign some papers and give back, you know, any hope of taking over those areas in Russia. So let's go. Want to be Russian. There's this this guy that has a video going around TikTok where he talks about all the things we could have done in the United States with the money we've given to Ukraine. And it's like, yeah, uh, Michigan water supply could have been fixed. Homelessness could have been eradicated for blah, 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 blah. And he goes down like just this bullet point list of all the shit that we could have done in the United States with our taxpayer dollars. But no, we gave it to Ukraine. Andrew, how much did it cost him to clean up San Francisco that day? Oh, that that was. the. uh, (laughs) Yep. Okay, so that's hilarious. Yeah. Anomaly talked about that, how he, he was like. I, I don't know how much it costs, but they definitely did it in a timely fashion. When I think it was like 50 million. President G from China was coming to San Francisco. Yeah. 50 million to clean up the streets like that. Now, now what can a hundred billion do? Come on. Yeah. 50 million. Uh, you know, it sounds like so much money to us, but it's literally a drop in the bucket for. Yeah. You but know, to right. clean up the streets. Think about that. That's nothing. Yeah. 50 mil to clean up. Imagine that 50 mil. Each to clean up San Francisco, New York City, and Chicago. Think about how much that would change the country. No. Well, sure, but they're they're not in the business of fixing the country. No, it's no, just no, like, no, no. Like There's police. no incentive. You're absolutely right. Like police officers, as much as they act like they don't want any crime, police officers absolutely want crime because if there's no fucking crime, they don't have a job. Some of them so are it's criminals. Like, what's that? Some of them are criminals. A lot of them. just a for that reason. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, man. So it's like, the you know, these guys are in the business of like we say, like, why wouldn't you spend this money doing this versus doing that? Yeah. Why would then? <laughs> yeah. All the but government jobs would buy. disappear if there were no more problems. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You can renew your budget if you don't spend your budget. You can't renew it. Right. Or it shrinks. Right. So mm-hmm. like if you don't if you don't hit that quota. But, but it like never it, shrinks because that never happens in any organization. Right. Yeah, I mean that's why the Air Force had uh, iPads for their uh, pictures for people on their like you know chain of command wall. Instead of using photographs and frames, they were using iPads just with a static image on them. Each picture is a fucking iPad. There's this great website called Terminal, I think .co or something on Instagram, and they show. I mean, I'll see if I can pull it up, dude. They show the most wild corruption. In the military, it's really, really Heated good. Toilet wow. water. Oh my god! Who was Heated toilet water. Yeah, like, I remember in like during the Gulf War, there were like five thousand dollar gold toilets and shit that were being ordered. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, five thousand dollars seems like a great deal for a gold toilet. Yeah, it does. Well, I would like this later. Are you guys familiar with uh, Usual Whales on Instagram? No, I'm not on Insta. So, so it's. It's this page that basically uh, chronicles all government official stock buys and sells and trades. Ooh, and like, yeah, and, and nice. like, like they basically chronicle, like, like if you follow them, like all their, all their posts are about this person uh, dumped this, this, and this today. They sit on this committee. They bought this, this, and this keep uh-huh. an eye on what you know, it's fucking. There's an app too, Andrew, Very where, cool. where you can, 
like automatically invest your money, like AI invest your money in what like all the the top senators and and politicians yeah. and shit just There's invest probably in. prompts for that to write into like Chat GPT and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's it's wild. Oh, the Pelosi yeah, has been all over that. This is a great page right here, Terminal CWO. Um, they just show all kinds of military corruption. This one's about how, uh, you know, the military, I think it's the Air Force specifically, they're offering $600,000 bonuses if you just do your job because no one wants to do their job there anymore because it's gotten <laughs> so out of hand. Um, wow. Just some of the memes that they have are really powerful. Like, when the world got sick, these courageous leaders responded, quote, here, take the men and women we lead and test your drugs on them, mm -hmm. end quote, discharging those who refused and not even letting the law stand in their way. These brave heroes sacrificed everything. May we never forget. And it's, you know, Oops. fucking Millie and all these people. Mm -hmm. So obviously yeah, a little sarcasm that's, there. That's that good old GI, right? Government issued. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Property of a... the government at that point. That's this got to me, man. This, this one's nuts. This share of U.S. active shit. Watch yeah, the red. US Watch the red after deaths. 2000. Wow. Three See people out in the military with committed it's suicide. suicides, Before right? So you're playing staying pretty steady around 14%. Now you get to the mid 90s oh. and it's up to 20. Then yeah. it goes back down. Then watch after 2001. It's just the accidents like, also alarming. Accidents yes. is alarming as fuck. Nice. So suicide in 2003 down to. 10% in 2005 and then right after Iraq boom up to 20 now you get into Afghanistan rolling out you're up to 28 30 34 oh. percent in 2016 it's fucking just after the war hostile action yep yep fucking well, when a lot of them are coming back too yes especially after Afghanistan 40 percent it got up to that's fucking nuts. Forty percent suicide rate, and these are people who we're supposed to, you know, respect for their service, and our government, you know, is supposed to be responsible for and, and help, and they just fucking abandon them at the the drop of a hat. But yeah, these guys just put the military on blast, man. They do such a good job. Um. Well, they're untouchable, you know. It's interesting because when I went to that wrestling thing on Friday, I didn't know it was a tribute to the troops on top of it. So we got yeah. just bombarded with propaganda. And it was funny because, you know, prior to that, I would have been all rah-rah about it. But I was watching it, and it was so creepy and cringy watching this, where all these wrestlers are going over to Iraq to visit our troops over there that are just USO shows, yeah. killing millions of people, you know, going over to Afghanistan where we're just wreaking havoc, you know, and we're, we're going to go celebrate it. And it's, it's, it's such a weird dynamic that, you know, we're supposed to be grateful that these people go over and slaughter other people in other lands. So it doesn't have to happen here. And it's like, uh, I don't know about that anymore. The more you hear about some of these uh, missions that we've gone on, not very altruistic and it makes sense as to why we have not we the u.s government has so many enemies yeah i mean well, we have those enemies I always, too. i always say it it comes down to offense versus defense it's like how much offense have we been a part of versus how much defense have we been a part of it pretty much tells you the entire story 
Yeah. It's all offense. Oh, <laughs> That's all we've ever yeah, done yeah. is offense. Totally. Totally. I was just trying to find that iPad wallets fucking deep down there somewhere, but it's wild. <laughs> I'm going to follow this page, though. I did not know about that. We've been cool. in something like 460-something conflicts. Never-ending. Perpetual. It's perpetual. Since we became the United world. States. Yeah. Hey, what was hey. that being called again? Uh, terminal CWO. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, that's, that's definitely a cool site. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah, it's a good little page, man. They do some good work. Somebody needs to hold him in check, you know? I mean, it's it's just one of those where it just doesn't they seem untouchable, right? You yeah. can't well, that's a problem. You can't go against the military or you're a fucking, you know, going back to the 60s, you're a hippie. Bro, you, know? you just you just played Eisenhower's uh warning about the military industrial complex. Mm-hmm. You know exactly where this started. That's exactly where it Yep. He was telling you it's coming, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I think it, it honestly, I think it as crazy as it sounded, it probably started back in 1776 when this small group of very honorable dudes broke away from the most tyrannical force ever known to man, which was the fucking, you know, British empire, right? The English empire. And then they break away. And then now, no matter what, you got to support these guys because look where they started. <laughs> They, they did this incredible feat, and now, I mean, you'd be wrong to not support them from then on, right? So, I don't know, man. I'm starting to think more and more that this country was just kind of founded on a bunch of bullshit. I'm still patriotic. Well, you know, right to, to equate your analogy, I mean, you could say that same thing for the Taliban against the Russians, you know, that there was yeah. this big empire coming in to fight these, you know, little cave people, and the cave people won, but they might've had some help from us and some other people, but you know, that's the way. And you look at our, you know, we, we didn't do it by ourselves. We had help from France. You know, we had help from other countries. We had help from Russia, you know, it wouldn't have happened without help from other people. So I still don't believe the whole altruistic 1776. It was built. The Taliban seem to actually be like good people as crazy as that sounds, because they are very anti-pedophilia and there was a huge, huge problem, like a huge, I forget the, the fucking general's name that was involved in this, but there was some general that told American forces, like, stand down if you hear these fucking dudes, like, doing weird shit with kids. Like, you'll hear kids screaming, but do not mess with them. And the Taliban was just against these guys. The boy and then lovers. Basically, what was it? They're called boy lovers. Yeah. Yeah, but and I they have exactly- them at they're they're like their protege it's it goes back to like the the greek days where the greeks used to do this with all their kids too it's going on now we keep washing under the fucking table the epstein shit like no one talks about it it was it was in our faces it fucking happened these people are like doing that horrible shit and that's it yeah yeah, it's just crazy. I never thought when I was like, you know, in high school that I'd ever like sympathize with enemies of America. But it's like, dude, there's no more corrupt government than the one that we have here in the U.S., man. And Canada might be worse, to be honest. But it's just because, you know, they have this, you know, thousand pound gorilla that's the United States to the south of them that, that, that you know, has that military budget. But the, the government there is horrible, too, man. 
Yeah, but Canada doesn't have the ability to do anything about it. You know, Canada can't even enforce its own stuff. Like, especially during the pandemic, we had a bunch of crazy stuff. You know, you got to do this, uh, your own uh, test, your home swab test. And yeah, they're trying to get you to do the app, but they don't have any infrastructure to track any of it or even punish you, you know, (laughs) when you, you get caught or whatever. There's just nothing they can do. They can talk. Trudeau can talk. But the country is uh, much less controlled than America. America has much more enforcement power. All those alphabet agencies you guys have. I buy that. We yeah. do not have most of that. I'm not worried about the government. In but don't Canada, you think that 90, like mo- most of your population there is more brainwashed than most of the Americans? Sure, brainwashed. Yeah, they're being controlled without force, though, is my point. That if it came right. down to it, Canada doesn't have the force. They just don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the employees in Canada, a bunch of years ago, they took away the the long gun registry. Yeah. So like uh, shotguns and rifles and stuff. They took away the registry because they had to admit, oh, yeah, we just got like airplane hangers full of these files and we don't have any mechanism to even find your file. Like <laughs> So it, the whole thing was just a hoax, basically, like it was being registered. And it is it is physically being filed somewhere. But the government is not big enough even to handle its own files it just doesn't have enough people we don't have an fbi you know we don't have an nsa all that stuff yeah i mean it's so easy to go through a a few airplanes of files right i mean you can you can hire literally a dozen people to go through that and and put it into a database it's almost like it's all constructed to be that way right like it's yeah and the agencies don't talk to each other and stuff like yeah so you don't do that here either yeah no you can be, you know, in a situation with one agency and it just it doesn't even matter. They tell you technically it's supposed to matter. But, yeah, these agencies don't talk to each other. It's just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not scared of the government here. They don't have very much ability to do anything. And unless you're like the be. worst serial killers ever, like that guy, who, that pig farmer who fed hookers to pigs. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to get a serious oh. sentence here. <laughs> yeah, I, you should never be afraid of your government, man. That's good. That I was going to say, there's yeah. something un, uh, appealing about that. I like that. Yeah, right. Hey, have you guys, speaking of fucking law officials, have you seen (laughs) the two Georgia police officers, these two women? Check out how what they've been doing on paid administrative leave. The 11 Alive investigators broke this story last night where a woman was arrested and taken to jail over the flip of a coin. Pass me the keys, please. A head, R tail. Okay. (laughs) This is tail, right? Yeah. So really, 23. Michael Jordan. Hi. <laughs> so I got too, too fast for... Let me write this down. Too fast for conditions. Reck, is it reckless? Is for, yeah, you can do reckless. Do me a favor and step out of the vehicle for me. Put the phone down. Why am I doing this? Down. Bitches be tripping. Step out of the vehicle. Please, I like these girls. <laughs> A number of people have pointed out on social media that the driver actually won that to- coin toss. It was heads arrest, <laughs> tails release, it came up tails, but yet she still got this? arrested. Yeah, we actually noticed that too. It's a great question. The arresting <laughs> officer, Courtney Brown, was prepared to let the driver go with tickets. She asked her partner, so release because it's tails? But then Officer Christy Wilson answers 23, which is the Atlanta PD code for arrest. Both were formerly Atlanta police officers. They called this the Atlanta way, which begs the question, has this happened before and where did they learn it? A lot of people commenting on all the laughing. You know, you're talking about a young woman whose life is impacted uh, and and they're laughing about it. Yeah, it's t- <laughs> there was also that other cop where like, yeah, they were they were. It- 
or there were two cops talking in the car about something that happened to another officer where they hit a pedestrian with their car yeah. and they were like laughing. They were like, oh, it was a regular person. That's oh, yeah. It was that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You sent that to me. Right. Yeah, he killed him. Yeah. And they laughed about it. Yeah. Yep. Hey, get rid of your guns. You don't need them. Well, do you, you don't need you your guys, guns. Get rid I, of them. You don't need I, them. Andrew. Yes. <laughs> am I digging too deep into this? But like the numbers, like the number you know uh symbology like when they say like 23 and they say michael jordan and then i don't know do you guys know anything about all like the number symbology behind michael jordan and his entire career and all the sixes and all it's it's wild yeah i've yeah. heard i've heard that jordan was into a lot of shit speaking of gambling addictions i think there's yes. a theory yeah. that said he had a gambling addiction and that's how the club got to him yeah oh a thousand percent dad got killed and his dad got killed yeah. and, uh... he was yeah dad was a sacrifice just like Kanye. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was interesting because they were saying number twenty three and Michael Jordan, and it just in there and what they're doing is so brazen, right? We're the arrest kinda, code. We were yeah. kind of talking about that earlier, like that they do it like to your face, like they're doing it. Yeah, they're, they're getting off on it, they're laughing about it. The all mocking tongue, right? Jim exactly. Carrey. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fuck you it. don't know what this means, Rockefeller. Yeah. yeah. You don't know what this means, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel. That was a trick, man. That was yeah, but trip. fuck Jim Carrey too. By the way, that dude. True. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I kind of feel oh, like I he's. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But did you he did you hear them. how Bill Maher didn't even know who Klaus Schwab was? That yeah, was a lie. Oh, There's no boy. way he played dumb like he didn't. No, obviously he does, but he played dumb on the show like he had no clue who he is. They yeah. talked about it on Roseanne. He was on with Roseanne right after that. Like, and I, I didn't. That. I didn't listen to it. Did I they talk about it? God damn it. No, not that I heard, but I did see the Roseanne. That's that's where he said he didn't know who he was. Uh, oh, it was. Okay. Yeah. I thought it yeah. was a different show. It was My Roseanne. He's like, who's that? I don't know. Okay. Bill Maher has always been questionable. Uh, He's gone up and down, but that's Yeah, because she just says to him, Google yeah. it. Because yeah, if that, you don't know who Klaus Schwab is, Google it. That's fucking Dude, Roseanne seems fucking wild, too. Uh, yeah. She says a lot of things I agree with, but it's like, yeah. I mean, you can you can dial it back a little bit. Just He's to see always been a shock comic. <laughs> Like I want to be like, why are you so mad? You got everything yeah. you want. Why are you so angry? You're you're married to John Goodman. What's the problem with this, right? <laughs> well, but, she's she's open about how no one wants to fuck her. Well, John Goodman did. He was laying that dick on uh, the show. But <laughs> I got to get out of here, guys. I got to wake up really, really early tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your show. I'm just gonna dip out. But where are you flying to man. tomorrow, Ryan? Where are you going? I'm going to uh, Atlanta and then Philly. Oh, Atlanta. You got to watch out for Atlanta. I just heard the cops are there up some dodgy stuff. Watch out. Yeah, for I mean, hopefully they don't make me oh. flip any coins. Atlanta <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing out there? It's a work thing. It's it's really Philly. I just have a connecting flight in Atlanta. So I'm oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Going out there for work and big airport. And brotherly love. Yeah, the brotherly Good to love. See you, out man. There, man. Yeah, Good it was trip. great to see you guys. And uh, Dude, drink some warm clothes. It's fucking chilly up here. Yeah. Oh, I safe. got a couple jackets. Yeah. Make sure to wear your mask. Yes. Mask Long johns, man. <laughs> they better not make me fucking wear a mask, man. Crazy. Hey, and make sure you go for the anal swab. Don't take that nose shit. Go <laughs> I'm going to opt in for the pat down. Yeah. Have some fun. <laughs> got to get one of those. I got a t-shirt. It, yeah, I got a t-shirt that says it ain't gay if it's TSA. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say, shirt, you right? got to have one of those. That guy's a legend. The guy getting patted <laughs> down by with that t-shirt on. Yeah. It's classic. We'll save travels, my friend. All oh, right, man. Take good. it easy, guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Later, Ryan. Later, guys. Yo, I could have sworn he entered the chat with a white shirt.
And then all of a sudden I looked up and it was yellow. Did anybody else? That's no. the magician, man. You got to watch out for that guy. <laughs> Houdini. He's, he's, he's selling merch constantly. So he's always working it, you know, <laughs> mid show. Y'all got, the, y'all got the merch going on. I got stickers. <laughs> it's so overrated. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so overrated. The Great Deception hoodie is fucking dope, though. That's a cool. That's a cool yeah. It's it's and they're actually not bad. Like I actually like them. The only problem is like the they're just thin. So in the winter in New England, they don't do much. Mm. Yeah, I got layers, man. Like during the winter, I have to because I'm like 140 pounds soaking wet. All right, so we're we're all cold weather here. Yeah, warmer cold in the house in the winter. What do you what do you keep it at? Uh, room temperature maybe 70 degrees i don't even put i have nothing on yeah i have like this weird floor heating shit that I don't know. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you got that water in your floors Old he's got the tubing love it. radiant heating yeah, yeah radiant heating. That's yeah good, right good floor <laughs> what do you I mean, got rye well i'm i'm up in the real north here yeah and uh <laughs> my little wooden dead bears between his floorboards <laughs> my little cabin house no matter what i turn the heat to this is the only room here that actually gets warm everything else is everything else is cold by default is using are you using a wood burner no we got a furnace regular furnace but ah, okay yeah for some reason this is the only room that catches it gotcha gotcha so the other morning i dressed for 19 degrees that wasn't long ago and then yesterday, or was it the day before? It was like 60. It was 60 again. Yeah. And I had sent you some geoengineering stuff. Yes. Shit's crazy. Yeah, it <laughs> is pretty crazy. Well, there, I mean, and now it's it's been in the mainstream, right? You've heard they have come out and told us that they have the ability to manipulate the weather. Yeah. The Clintons now, are going to come out with a movie about it. Yeah, and what, what people don't understand <laughs> is the level to which they can manipulate the weather. Yeah. People just think, oh, oh they can, you know, mm-hmm. throw a few clouds up there and that's all they're doing. They don't understand that the the layers of the intricacy to the plan that they're doing. Yeah. And it's it's mind blowing. I mean, I've heard things where they, you know, they they have mach- things where they can create earthquaques. Lahaina. Yeah. Yeah. No. Acapulco. Well, Lahaina wasn't an earthquake. That was a super there, storm. Yeah, there was, there, yeah. There, there was a big technology is fucking wild. Yeah, it there's was like, a, well, look, you're looking at earthquakes. Look at Turkey, right? As soon as Turkey gave NATO any shit about, I forgot who it was. Was it Sweden or Finland? They were trying to get into NATO and Turkey pushed back. Within a couple days of them pushing back, they got a massive earthquake that hit them. Yeah. Just a coincidence though. Right. I wouldn't do There's... that in America, though, because we are, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but on top of a super volcano that's, you know, locally, it's in Yellowstone being the center of it. Yeah, the Caldera, yeah. whatever it's called. No, but there, yeah. there's there's a podcast where some guy that works for whatever Antarctica, blah, blah, blah facility uh, said that that earthquake that they had in Christchurch, New Zealand. Yep. Not too long ago was a direct energy weapon like test or like an earthquake basically. Like a harp. Yeah. Yeah. Like something like that. 
And uh, he flat out said that. I think it was like, <clears throat> I think it was the Sean Ryan podcast. I could be wrong, but great show, by the way. He's got a bunch of CIA dudes on there talking a lot of shit that you're like, mm, you guys shouldn't probably be talking about this. Yeah, and they don't care get, anymore, though. How come that's you guys get to talk about, about it on this podcast? Yeah, it's fucking weird. That guy know. you're talking about, too, wasn't he on? Wasn't he on Dr. Like Stephen Greer's show? Maybe, or, probably, because I'm starting club. to notice a lot. You start to see the clubs. It's a circle. There's, yeah. Yeah. You start to see like you start to see, like, oh, this person's affiliated with this person. All of a sudden you see the circle like, yep. You're like, oh, you guys are all a little group of. OK. And then it, you know, the agenda becomes more clear. Definitely. Yeah, what man. people are talking about. And you even see that with the politicians, though. I mean, it goes all the way up the chain. Oh, yeah. It's it's all these little groups. Who are you? Who are you with? Who's paying for you? Who's who's sponsoring you? Who's paying for it? Yeah. It's, who's your meal ticket? Yep. And that's what it boils down to a lot of the You got times. the blue ticket? I got the blue ticket. Oh, cool. We're supposed to hang out. <laughs> oh, I'm so over. Yeah. It's just it's just madness, you know, and you got I gotta piss. I'll be right back. What do we got? Oh. Have you guys seen the woke commercial? This is pretty this is pretty good. <laughs> I can't this, wait. This is that when I grow up. Let's see. Yeah. All right. So check this out. I want to work for a woke company, like super woke. I when I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. <laughs> what are pronouns? <laughs> it's time to grow up and get back to work. <laughs> Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America. Unbelievable. That's a fucking riot. Unbelievable. Oh well, the, these kids are at school all day. They could be molded into whatever they want. That was, and it's been happening. That was satire, right? Yes. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like know. a job company, Ugh, like sat reality. a satirical commercial. Reality is like fucking satire now. Well, then, <laughs> and that's the problem, though. You can't tell the difference between what's real and what's satire, right? They you have, have to. You have to be like, hold on, wait, that was a joke, right? That's not serious because <laughs> some of this shit is. I mean, you look at what they did with Bud Light and other stuff. I mean, that was real, like. I think how the many worst... men are winning winning women of the year awards. Like, yeah, yeah. and the yeah, worst, that's unbelievable. And the worst <laughs> part of it all, I think, is that you know, there's memes about it and like all this content about it. They have people on their team that make that stuff. Yeah, but and, oh, this and, is all yeah. part of an agenda. ESG, dude. Destruction yeah. of the family unit and ESG, well, baby. Well, I mean, you go back even further though. You look at the uh the good old devil himself kissinger and the report that he put together in the 70s God, he's dead <laughs> i mean that report that they put together in the 70s talking about it was just basically depopulation and how they were going to turn the majority into the minority and it was going to be done through depopulation and migration and what's happening right now 
exactly depopulation that. and migration they're taking people are giving away their ability to reproduce the dating standards have been polluted to a point where it's fucking really hard to maintain a relationship mm-hmm. and they you know they're it's in office too they banned words like father and grandfather that you can't use in congress like they that was a while ago wasn't it yeah why it's an attack attack on the kids the family the the stability of the country right how do you how do you how do you attack it you're not going to come in with guns blazing you're going to break it up internally right from the bottom up you're going to just start chipping at the foundation and eventually once you wear that foundation away enough the whole fucking house crumbles so you got two parents that work all day you're at school all day and then after that high school's done you go to college with like you got a class of like 90 people all going for jobs that have three spots back at home that are already filled well, and in some of these colleges, and, you're getting you're in debt. You're, you're getting degrees yeah. that aren't even employable, right? Exactly. Like, yeah, there's no social... jobs for gender studies except yeah, to gender, gender studies. studies and social justice and all this bullshit. Yep. And like, it, it looked like a Ponzi scheme to me. Yeah. I mean... Well, and here's the thing: there there should be some guarantee, right? If you're gonna pay that amount of money for those amount of years. You should be guaranteed a job when you leave. That should be part of the agreement. And they're not yeah. held to any any agreement, right? For that and level they, of money being invested, that seems like a no-brainer. Yes. Yeah. But they it have kind, no incentive whatsoever to promote their people. It kind of flopped on them in a way because that made the kids move back at home and the families a little bit back together. Oh, it's going to. Yeah. Albeit he's re they're the kids re-educated though, poisoned even by the university. And you know, apparently it's still going on. I don't I don't watch the news news, but I heard schools back on the news, like college. Oh, yeah, especially out here with all the Ivy Leagues. They're yeah. going nuts with all the Israel Palestine stuff like UMass. That's okay. here too. Yeah, yeah. Which is right out up the road. Yeah. They got people laying in the cafeterias and shit. Oh and god. Just, it's just all mayhem, you know. It's it's they're allowed to storm the Capitol too, aren't they? Yes. Oh, nice. Have you guys ever seen the movie PCU? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. I, it, it, there's that scene that it's so perfect, and that movie was so before its time. It's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. But <laughs> can you blow me where the Pampers is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when when oh, Piven was losing his hair back then too, he must have yeah, found a club or yeah, something. Yeah, Piven's anyway. got implants for sure. So he's so he's walking through this crowd and. <laughs> So this guy's like, free Nelson Mandela. And this this girl's like, they freed him. <laughs> and like, it's just such a perfect metaphor. Like college age kids just need to they be outraged know. about something. They have no absolutely zero clue what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. They don't know the history. They don't know. It's just it's whatever like, they've heard. Right. It's what yeah. they're mockingbirds. That's all they yeah. are. Yeah. They, they're just repeating. And especially now the militant ones, they know less, but they're, you More know, they're dug in. Yeah, foundation. their foundation is common core math, and and yeah. they're doing it in numbers. That's it's the other like thing. a pride thing. It's like that they're gonna die on this fucking hill, and it's like, okay, yeah. well, you're gonna die. <laughs> see, and that's see, get you, ready. I mean, you talk about this. Oh shit! Uh, every, I mean, you hear it a lot when people are talking about that. I don't think these people realize what's gonna happen when enough people have had enough. You know, and people Critical mass. that are are polite, being polite about it right now, 
and allowing you to come. Like I saw a video the other day, this fucking dude dressed like a chick goes into a pizza parlor and he asked the guy, you know, what, what am I a guy or a girl? And he goes, you look like a guy with long hair. He's like, I'm a girl. Just instigating it. Okay. Yeah. And he was looking for a fight and it's like, okay. And she, she, you know, she was calling him a a sexist and this and that and the other. And it's like, if we were allowed to in a, in a perfect world, you'd be allowed to just go up to that person, either throw them, out of your establishment or hit him right in the mouth and then throw him out just for talking shit and don't come back. Mm-hmm. Learn a lesson. There's no lessons to be learned today. These, no. these fucking people get away with this stuff and you saw there's it. No rights of passage. Yeah, no, no consequences. No, yeah. You no saw it throughout 2020, right? All these riots for 200 plus days, nobody held accountable. And then you have J six with this bullshit setup, and you got guys getting 20 years. The like, Q non shaman was just on Jimmy Dore earlier. This I just week. watched that before yeah. this. I gotta see that. He laid it all kind of out, I guess. That dude's awesome when he talks about critical factor bypass and mass formations, hypnosis. He started off with lay lines. Good. Yeah, he was dropping lay lines on Jimmy and obelisks. Nice. Yeah. Nice. He was dude, about monuments. I I was talking. That guy's smart as fuck, man. That. Yeah, yeah. He I don't know if you guys heard my show where I make that argument. I'm like. I, I like kind of pretended I didn't know who the guy was. And then I like ended up like selling him. I was just like, dude, this guy doesn't sound like some nut job. He's running for oh, he sounds like Yeah, he sounds yeah. like he knows what the fuck he's talking about, you know? Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I love how Jimmy's platforming him. Like Jimmy's been uh, over the radar of a lot of important shit in the past year that he hadn't always talked about. And it's actually like cool to hear like a big platform such as Jimmy's to like cover this stuff. He's got Tucker coming on tomorrow. Courage. Does he? Courage. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Hey, speaking yeah, of that, okay. I, I was going oh, to ask you guys about X. Not on. What, what is the appeal? So, all these, I, I, I keep hearing like Sam Winchester, he's going to be up, he's going to put a show up there. Apparently, if you pay the subscription, you get all these new tools and features and blah, blah, blah. Like, do you guys know about this? Is it, does it no. make sense to put your fucking podcast on X? Yeah, I've I, ne- I haven't used. I got kicked off of Twitter, oh, in like twenty one, and I've never been back since. I'm just interested because, like, um, I think it was Catalyst from White Rabbit. I remember him talking about how, as soon as he got the blue check mark, all these people thought that he was credible on some weird level, and they were reaching out to him and answering his emails about being guests on the show and stuff. And I'm just like. You know, is it really that big of a deal? Is subscribing and the blue check mark and all that shit really that big of an echelon thing? I think it's a. I, I'm uneducated and I want to know. I don't. No, I think it. I think right off the bat, just visually, it's a foot in the door, right? And right. and now it means less than it did before, just because you pay for, for it. Sure. So it's to see how many it. people pay attention to you. Yeah, hmm. I I don't buy into any of that shit though. Like I don't know. Yeah, I think curious. I'm just curious about like what the appeal is. Like people like I go, I am on there and very rarely, and I'm just I'm not seeing the appeal of it. I'm like, what's the fucking point of X? There, there's a it. lot of people there. I don't get I it. I mean, I, I don't use it, but I mean I'll go over there every now and then and watch Tucker's show or right. Tucker, uh, yeah, and Alex Jones now, apparently. Yeah, yep, yeah. he's back. Back on now. So people are leaving Twitter because of that. Yeah. Alex Jones, which is stupid. 
which is I, I could never understand why anyone ever used Twitter, and I also never yeah. saw the appeal. Yeah, so so limited. I like, just what, don't what could get you it. possibly yeah. say of substance with that little of characters? Exactly, it's it's just weird to me. Like I don't like get another it, Reddit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, kind of. But like for me, like I just I'll share like promo videos that I do that you guys see me share all the time. That's the only thing I put on X. I don't even talk. I don't even post hardly ever. I'll retweet cool things that I agree with or whatever. But like, it's it's just it, it's kind of like Instagram to me. It's like a posting board. And I'm, not, I'm not engaging threads. with anybody it's, on there, you know. And it's got a billionaire's face on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram threads flopped too. That that thing did not do anything. They were hoping for that to be at some competition to Substack and and x and it's nothing facebook has enough and as it is they push the metaverse still don't they yep but it's only oh, like for sure. eventually I mean, yeah i don't know i feel bad for the people that'll buy into that although there will be plenty hook line and sinker you know yeah. they're going to be all in on this looking to be the first ones it's like the people with eon's chip how many people are going to jump to it just so they can say you know they were in the first version I can stop my car when I blink. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I shit I'm my pants gonna... when I go under a radio tower, but hey, it's worth it. <laughs> well, uh... you guys, you guys know I, I'm never the first to jump to like I wanna out <laughs> I don't want to buy PlayStation 5 until like five years after it came out to make sure all the fucking bugs Yep. I'm with you, dude. Same. I'll show up late to the party and get the fucking streamlined version. And then I'm making the Irish exit out too. Yeah. Are you, so are you implying you get the brain chip five years out? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I always do. I'm gonna sit back and watch what all the fucking first line idiots ha- what happens to them, <laughs> and then I'll you know choose accordingly. <laughs> They're gonna turn on each other and eat each other alive. It's gonna be a post-apocalyptic situation. Ser- seriously though, you guys like the mm-hmm. AI thing. Like how much? It's is not AI. AI- it's is, not AI. But how much is it not too far? Social media. Um, so oh, much mean, of m- movies and TV and like it, it, everything's going to be automated. It's going to be weird. It's stupid. Like, it's, 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 you're not going to know if you're talking to real people. Like, it's, you're, we're here. Yes. It's the, right. it's the right. blending of synthetic reality with yeah. natural reality right they don't want you to be able to tell the difference the can, input yeah. is from us yeah everything right. it says and does is from us right I, and i said that on a show one time i was like i was in the middle of a rant about something and i just it just popped into my head i'm like how do you guys even know they don't i'm a real person right now talking to you like how do you know that this isn't a completely ai generated voice I, you know Fuck, well, it's just it's I just put that I just put that video up on my Instagram this week about the AI porn and how they can just generate yeah. your image and then make a porno with you. Yeah. Put it out there. Yeah, there was a girl in a high school that like uh attempted suicide or something because all of her peers did that with her. Somebody put her image Jesus in a porno. Christ, wow. Yeah, and her fucking mother's like suing the school. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Damn, that's man. twisted, man. Yeah, AI. I, I mean, I think on a on some hands it could be pretty useful, but I think on most, it's just going to be another obstacle for humanity. 
It's AI things- runs Wall Street. Aladdin and AI yeah. Oh, yeah. runs Wall Street. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's already so right. covertly taking over so much shit that it, it's it, people are going to realize how much it controls too late. It's Dude, They're going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And they're going to be like, oh, shit. It's over. Like, it's already there. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I- how it's going to happen. I wouldn't doubt if there's already been like addresses by the president to our country that we don't even know. Dude, you just, yeah. Well, like you said, you don't know. And they, they test run these things years in advance. It's not like, well, they- we saw that thing with Biden early where the microphone went through his hand. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we've seen a couple <laughs> glitches. Yeah. So it's- you never know. I mean, who knows? And with and then holograms, that's a whole different level. You start looking at the holograms they can produce nowadays. We're not talking like the Tupac on stage back in the 90s, early oh, 2000s. No. This is right. like legit holograms. Yeah, I've shared a couple of those on reels before. Yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, right. it's wild, man. Like Fuck Krieger from Archer had that AI girlfriend, the anime chick. That's another thing. See, that's the thing that I think are really going to take control oh, of dudes. Like. Yeah. Artificial text, yeah, dude. They're like, gonna have an AI chick and a fucking what are those things? Duck off machine, pocket <laughs> just, just flashlight. Millions yeah. of dudes, millions of dudes. It's just a bunch are of fucking never stinks. going to leave the house. Yeah, so, nine thousand. How easy would it be to do that and not get never procreate? You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, it goes if you, back if to idiocracy, are- you know. Yes, everything goes back you, to idiocracy. You're gonna have the dumb <laughs> reproducing, and the the smart are gonna be like, ah, we're gonna do it at a lower level so we can keep our finances straight and all that shit. And yeah. eventually, the stupid outrun the the smart, and here we are. Dude, there's so many elements of that movie that have come true, and I feel like some of them. There's so many of them in that movie that we don't even like. Most people don't even talk about because they just look. They don't. They it just escapes them. And I think one of them is even the president. The president. And that fucking movie, El, uh, what are they? What's his name? Like El Camacho. Camacho, Camacho. And he's like, yeah, he's like an actor, wrestler type dude. Oh, shit's all fucked you, you up. Look, dude, you look at somebody like Zelensky, who was an actor and a comedian, right? But then, like, somebody from the Republican Party went to The Rock, like, last year and asked him if he wanted to run for president. Like, there's so many parts of that. Fucking well, and you've heard what? You've heard Oprah's crossover out there. Right. Yeah. And and look who was the last president. Yeah. Right? Where did he come from? He came from. Dude, we've already had Jesse Ventura. Yeah. We've already had Arnold. Yeah, like, right, what are we right. doing? The yep. God. Yeah. <laughs> we need <laughs> the <laughs> fucking prototype. Like, it's true. And we'll end up. He was on a reality show. Donald Trump, like right there, too. You know, we need leaders of morals and values. We need heroes of men. I know shit's all like, fucked up right now. We're running yeah. out of burrito coverings. <laughs> We just got to get as far away from Hollywood and D.C. as possible. If you can get people away from those areas, we're fine. It's when you get to those Babylons, Mm. you know, L.A., New York. So you're smart, right? I thought your head would be bigger. Exactly. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, on that note, we're going to get out of here, wrap it up. Let's go around, tell everybody where they can find you. Kevin Bry, we'll start with you guys. Um, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're going to be uploading some YouTube clips and some reels and stuff, some short little fucks. You know what I mean? Good luck with that. I hate YouTube. 
Thanks for having us, man. Hey, yeah, man. Always great talking with you guys. Yeah, YouTube, you too. YouTube sucks. <laughs> YouTube's dog shit, man. They gave me a yeah, strike for something I posted last year. Yeah. And it's like enough already. So I'm done. I'm I'm done posting there. I, I got two strikes now. And for old world stuff or like well, one of them was for my uh six million breakdown where all the time since oh, yeah. like 1850 they've mentioned six million in the newspaper mm-hmm. and yeah that got a strike just recently well october 8th shockingly so but it had been up there since march of 22 no issue then but as soon as Weird. you know that's odd yeah i'm fucking i gotta stop being so anti-semitic dude i just I can't <laughs> help myself <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's another thing we we barely even touched on. <laughs> yeah. Your last episode, man, yeah. Great Deception was amazing. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, we started looking at the different connections between 9/11 and what happened there and Oh god, I could go. Some coincidences. That. Yeah. That's totally. for sure. Totally. Masad. Yeah. There's Masad. one hey, there there's yeah. one commonality in it all. All roads what... lead to Yeah. Yeah. Oh Speaking I mean, of which, Andrew, where can everybody find you these days, hi. my friend? Yeah, I'm still chugging along, man. Uh, politics and punk rock podcast.com. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, politics and punk rock podcast, Andrew for America on social media. Uh, I'll be back soon. Oh, yeah, for having me. To it. Good to see you guys. Yeah, you too, man. Right, what do you got going on, my friends? Well, I've been working on the podcast, but uh, right now it's the end of the year, so I'm working on the Instagram posts for next year. Got to make 700 posts, and so that's kind of boring, but we've got lots of stuff coming out in the next year. Going to be cool working on some books, not my own books, working on uh, working with a doctor, getting his books on, on Amazon. Yeah, kind of really boring stuff sitting on the computer for endless hours, but that's what you got to do to get content out there, podcast books. Instagram posts. You can find everything that I do on notusbooks.org, including the books that I've written and the others that I've helped publish and all that stuff. All the channels most active on Instagram. You can find them all on notusbooks.org and my podcast links there as well. Notice and friends. Hey, and I love the episode you did with, uh, is it Tristan or is it Sylvain? I think it's Tristan Sylvain, right? On the uh, ancient Greece hoax. Yeah, Sylvan Tristan is his Sylvan name. Tristan. Okay, yeah. And I, I actually bought the book and I'm going to read it over Christmas break because, man, that was so interesting with the, the timeline deception and the blending of characters. And it's it's such a fascinating topic. Yeah, it is a great book. I gave it a rare 10 out of 10 when I read it the first time and I didn't know the guy or anything like that. Just I thought it was really great. Conspiracy books, you've heard me say it before. They usually suck. It's terrible. And it makes us all look bad. And, you know, something to me is not real until it's in a book. So it sucks when we have whole subjects in the conspiracy world that don't have a good book. You have to dig so far to find. His book was awesome. He was great. That episode was great. Stoked about it. That book got me into the whole hidden history thing. I'd only been hearing about Fomenko. And, of course, we're all talking about mud flood on YouTube and stuff. But it's just chatter to me. Again, it's not real until there's a book. So when I found that book, it cracked open the... Uh, the floodgates there to get into Fomenko as well. And it, they kind of inter- intertwine, right? The the ideas, some of the concept that he has and what Fomenko has. 
Well, they're similar, yeah. And uh, Tristan was inspired by Fomenko. So yeah. That's what got him to write just about um, ancient Greece. That's his whole thing. Fomenko spans the world. You know, he'll talk about stuff. Yep, he does everything. everywhere. The yeah. fake Great Wall, like the, the Great Wall hoax, he calls it. Mm-hmm. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. Ah, well, right. Thank you so much for joining us again, my friend. Guys, thank you. Everybody, stay strong and question everything. All right, people, welcome back to the show. I know the show's getting long, so we're not going to play any punk rock today. But before I go, I wanted to leave you with this. I started the show with a clip from Andrew Tate. And I want to leave you today with a clip of Tucker Carlson talking about Andrew Tate. And I've said it a million times, feel however you want to feel about Andrew Tate. Feel however you want to feel about Tucker Carlson. Just put all of your bullshit opinions and media-generated ideas about these men on the shelf for just a sec and just listen to the message underneath it all. In the words of Tucker here, okay? Take a listen to Tucker Carlson commenting on Andrew Tate and then pay very close attention to where he leads this discussion uh, to wanting you, the listener, to understand what's happening in the grander scheme of things, which is really the point of this episode, my last five episodes, and my podcast in general. Take a listen to Tucker Carlson here on Mr. Andrew Tate. So Andrew Tate, who I'm not you know, an intimate friend of or anything. I've talked to him. You had him on the show, right? I had him on the show. Yeah. yeah for like 40 minutes. And then I, uh, and I've talked to him uh, just personal offline once or twice, twice. Um, he's, first of all, he's really smart. Mm-hmm. Like that's completely real. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm almost 54. So I'm really old. So there are parts of what he says that are like so far out of my world or context or experience that like, oh, as you get older, you're like, I'm not exactly sure what this like means. Only, like only fans and shit, right? Right. I was like, what? Only, you know, yeah. that whole, uh, you know, <laughs> so there's a lot, I was say it. I'm I mean, just being honest. There's a, some that I miss yeah. about Andrew Tate, but the spirit that animates Andrew Tate is very clear and very obvious. And it's not a malicious spirit at all. Andrew Tate's core message is respect yourself. Act like you're worth something, achieve something, do something, get the fuck off the couch, put down the porn. Like, go do something with your life. You're given this amazing thing, your life, and what are you going to do with it? And I feel like that's the greatest message that anyone could give. And, I mean, that's how I read Andrew Tate's message. So, of course, it just tells you everything about the people in charge that that's threatening. How is that threatening? Yeah. Tells that's you self-improvement. About that you may not agree with charge. or understand some things that Tate says, which is where I am. Like, what? But the that's not the point. The point is, what is he underneath it all? What is he saying? He's saying, respect yourself. You are worthy of respect. Live in a way where others will respect you. That is the most needed message anyone can hear. That so, is of course, the they have to figure out a way. Message. Why would they want to? It tells you everything about the people. So, let's say, 
the most interesting thing about Andrew Tate is not Andrew Tate. It's the reaction to Andrew Tate. The reaction Why is to that him. bad? I have a son. If someone told my son, respect yourself, be worthy of respect, get up early, exercise, achieve something, I'd be like, thank you. I mean, that's the message I give my son anyway because I'm a father. So the interesting thing about Tate is that is considered threatening. Why would that be threatening? Mm, right. Because you don't want an independent, self-respecting population. Ding, 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 that's ding. why. And so they've like, oh, Andrew Tate's a sexual harasser. The same people who, you know, were on Pedo Island with Epstein, the same people who are friends with Harvey Weinstein are like, oh, we're protecting women. Really? You, you think <laughs> I always try to understand this, though. Where does that come from? Because that's such a high level thing. Like, let's destroy yeah, a guy that that's trying from? to like. I feel like it's improved society. Like because where you, he's because his influence is too powerful. No, but course. I'm saying who, like what group, like where does that come from? So I would say, mm. you know, in the, in the short answer is I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. But all I know is what I read and mm -hmm. see. And it's from what I can tell on the basis of my limited knowledge, this is a conspiracy of like-minded instincts. It's not that every douchebag mm. in the world has a conference call every morning to decide how we can suppress the human spirit. But all of them have the same reaction to Andrew Tate. It's like, oh, he's speaking to young men and he's telling them, stop being passive. Do something impressive with your life. Act. Act. Yeah, they don't Not want you to, to be... overthrow the government. But just <laughs> well... be a man. <laughs> yeah. And that is so threatening to them that, and I'm talking about the media, heads of state, which are the two main players in this ongoing effort to suppress and degrade to kill the spirit of the population, that they act effectively as one. They do. And I'm sure that there's, well, there's very clearly coordination among different elements of this group. But the people who are benefiting from the way our society, not just in the United States or Canada, but throughout the West, is organized, the people who are the beneficiaries of that, all the people with bullshit jobs who work at NBC News or some stupid <laughs> nonprofit that's do the Atlantic Atlantic Council. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All people whose jobs are effectively unjustifiable. Like, what are you doing exactly to make this a better, freer, more prosperous society? Oh, they have no answer because they're not doing anything. They're doing exactly. the opposite. All of those people see Andrew Tate and they're like, that guy has to shut up. Mm -hmm. So they make this completely fake video about how he rape some woman who turns out to be his girlfriend who goes on camera to say, no, I, I love Andrew Tate. So the victim in the crime endorses the supposed perpetrator like it's bullshit by definition, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. He raped you. No, he didn't. He's my boyfriend. I love him. Yeah. Okay. So you know that the people who are opposing Tate are acting out of malice and in a dishonest way. And that's kind of all you need to know. And they're doing and everything they can to shut the narrative down. For months on no charges? Yeah. What? And you can't get anybody to menstruate because, oh, he's a misogynist. A misogynist? Really, a, mis a misogynist. We live in a world where the people who run everything were friends with both Epstein and Harvey Weinstein and are endorsing the idea that women don't exist as a group. I can just show up and be like, I'm a woman now. I have the lived experience of a woman. I've never menstruated. I've never had a baby. I have no female organs. I don't have female DNA. I don't have a female brain, but I'm a woman. What are you saying when you endorse that idea you're saying that women literally don't exist it's not an actual category yeah man i mean they're telling people just look at the effort man i'm gonna give you i'm gonna leave you with this thought when it comes to women you can't pay attention or put any faith or stock 
in their words. Whatever they tell you, don't listen to it. Or do listen to it, but just don't take it seriously. What I want you to look at and take seriously from women is their actions. A woman's actions will tell you much, much more about her than her words ever will. And my fellow Americans, you can apply that same logic to your government, your authority. Pay no attention to their words. Pay attention to their actions. And if you can start teaching yourself how to do that, you will see the reality. And once you see the reality, now you have a choice to make. Remain on the couch, passive, impotent, with your balls in your wife or your girlfriend's purse, a guilty bystander that's just going to sit there on his fat ass and watch this country go down the tubes, or you can get off the couch. You can take your balls out of the purse, and you can start feeding your body and your mind which, if you can learn how to do that, feeds your soul. And once you discover that soul energy, once you start your quest, my fellow Americans, then and only then are you ready to fight the good fight. And men, tick tock. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I'll be back soon. I promise. We'll see you next time. This has been episode 167 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast entitled Leave This World Behind. We'll see you next time.